Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
so much inferiority. And so tonight we're going to be dealing with that. But again, I do want to thank all of the listeners that's been tuning in to Five Foot Song for so long. I can't ever forget to thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in all these years and being a part of what we're trying to do. So tonight, tonight, May 1st, 2018. 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. You got myself tonight, the way it used to be, family. Many of you tuned in in 2011 and 12. It was pretty much Brother Seth for years. Every once in a while I have on a guest, but for the most part it was me. Well, tonight you got Brother Seth. And uh, Sister Eliana may be tuning in a little later on and just pretty much asking questions and, and just uh, maybe shedding some light, even we don't know. But she is just definitely a, lo- a caller tonight, a listener. She said she was going to be just going to tune in and listen tonight. So maybe hear from her a little later on. But really pretty much she got Brother Seth tonight. And I want to share something that's on my heart that is really dear to me. But before I get into that, I'm so just trying to rush into it. You see what's going on here? But I just want to just say again, thank you, listeners, since 2011, and also the Douglas, Kennedy, family, and friends that have tuned in. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Folks, tonight pretty much is going to be a testimony. Yes, I said a testimony. Tonight is pretty much just going to be a testimony. I'm going to be sharing scriptures and, and things I feel like the Father placed in my spirit that lines up with Scripture. You know, all truth is not necessarily in the Bible, but it has to line up with the Scripture. I'm going to be talking about some things that's going to be in your Bible where you can see it clearly, and other things that I feel the Father gave to me in the Spirit that will line up with the same Bible. And I think through this testimony, many of you are going to be blessed. Many of you would never be the same after tonight. It's not me. I'm nobody. All, all by myself. I'm, not, I'm no one in terms of worldly, the, the world definition. But according to the biblical definition and what the Father said, which really all that really counts, I am the righteousness of Yah in Christ. I'm a new creature. I'm a new creation in Christ. Yes, I have a flesh that craves this world 24-7. But though my outward man perish family, my inward man is being renewed day by day. Now that is your Bible. Yeah, a lot of our outward men is perishing, tripping, doing all kind of weird things. Yes, that's true. But our inward man, we forget, is being renewed day by day. The scripture even says that our, our spirit, those of us born again, our spirit cries, Abba, Father, Abba, Father, O Father. And tonight, it's just another one of those nights where, as I speak to you, I am crying, so to speak, in my spirit. Abba, Father, help me, help me say the right things, uh, articulate the right things. All of that's going on tonight, folks, because tonight I'm not playing. This is one of the five smooth songs. As y'all know, five smooth songs is five answers, five topics that came out of five questions. I asked the most high, and those five songs, I'll go to them in less than, record, in less than 30 seconds here. Those five topics are 
leprosy, the true revelation of white skin. That's what we're going to be talking about tonight. That's one of the stones, one of the revelations, one of the answers I got. I got. And uh, white supremacy goes hand in hand with the leprosy message. We're going to be talking a lot about white supremacy tonight. Another stone, that's two stones. Another stone is the one world government. Another stone is the revelation of the true Hebrews. I talk about that a whole lot. And the fifth stone is what I talk about really the most, and that is the kingdom. Kingdom principles, the Bible, uh, the solution. Every show includes some part of that stone. So tonight you're going to probably get, I don't know, a little bit of all the stones, but for sure, leprosy, Bible leprosy. And speaking of leprosy, what is leprosy? Before we go a step further, what is leprosy, Brother Seth? Well, leprosy is several things. Uh, in Leviticus 13, actually it's Leviticus 14, the very last verse in Leviticus 13, uh, excuse me, 14, talks about how that Leviticus 13 and Leviticus 14 is everything that has to do with leprosy. I'll read it, actually. This is one quick scripture I'll read right quick, and then we won't jump into it just yet, but uh, let me just allow me to do this if you don't mind, family. Uh, uh, Leviticus 14 and 54 says, This is the law for all manner of the plague. It's not a disease. (laughs) I said it's not a disease. No, it's not. No, it's not. We're going to talk about that tonight. This is the law for all manner of plague of leprosy and skull and for the leprosy of a garment and of a house and for a rising and for a scab and for a bright spot to teach when it is unclean and when it is clean. This is the law of leprosy. That's Leviticus. 14 and 54. So from Leviticus 13 and 1 to Leviticus 14 and 54, it talks about various types of leprosy. Leprosy can be in a garment. Leprosy can be in a house. So there's no way it can be what y'all thinking of in y'all head right now, those of you that haven't heard this before. A form, one form of leprosy is nothing more than white skin. Meaning vitiligo, albinism. Albinoism and vitiligo is in your Bible. And that is what we're going to be talking about tonight. I submit to the family, the human family tonight, that this Bible study has no intentions to belittle anyone or put anyone down. You hear me say very clearly that uh, light skin, even light skin black people, is a product of this very mixing of, uh, of white skin and black skin, producing light skin of this so-called olive color, which of whom I have even in my family. So I'm not about to put down my family tonight just to prove a point and be spiritual. You, 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 you're smoking on something if you think I'm about to do My mother was light skin, so I'm not in any way in any way but to make them feel uh uncomfortable or embarrassed or any of this 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 show tonight this this presentation tonight this ministry tonight this testimony tonight really and truly 
is to break the back of white supremacy in the minds of not just white people, but in black people, because we are sick, sick, sick family. Some of the stuff we believe is just straight out sick, not to mention secret uh, thoughts we have and fantasies and just a whole, we're a mess as a people. Our education have come from those that don't respect us and in some cases hated us. So as for the most part, African Americans have been educated from high school, from grade school, from kindergarten, all through college, through a white supremacist landscape. Well, tonight, Brother Seth's going to say some things. I'm not the best articulate person. Some of you can do a better job. Hopefully you'll take this information and go do just that, a better job. But tonight, I guarantee you, with the help of the Most High and these scriptures, you will not see leprosy the same. At the end of this Bible study, what the purpose, the goal is to, number one, make it crystal clear that what you think in your mind as far as what leprosy is has nothing to do with the Bible. That's the first thing. Has absolutely nothing to do with the Bible. Has absolutely nothing to do with the Bible. Has absolutely positively nothing to do with the book you call the Bible. One, A, uno, particular type of leprosy is nothing more than white skin. It's It even was so serious back in biblical times at the most high due to sin would curse people white. The most high due to sin in people's lives and in families' lives would often curse well I can't say often, but it happened. People would curse white. And I don't mean white with sores, white with uh pus, white with blood, white with fingers falling off. All of these things is modern day leprosy and I think some people have been very evil and mischievous and going and changing a lot of this in the scriptures. But when you look at the Bible, when you see the words, uh, you see things, and we'll get into it in a little bit. I'm just kind of setting the stage here right now, setting setting everything up. Family and friends, tonight as I go through this testimony, and I mention these words, we'll talk about definitions in a second, but when you see the words like rising, scale, bright spot, scall, listen to what the scripture is saying. We've been taught that those, that is the leprosy, the rising, the scab, the bright spot. That is not true. It's the white skin that came as a result of rising, scabs, bright spots. Furthermore, I got some uh, some serious, clear things to ask of you, and I'm going I'm to go ahead and do it right now. Here comes the first question. You'll like these. These are what I call roots, R-O-O-T-S. A root is something that you can see clearly. While Leviticus 13 is thousands of years old, and many of you can't see, and I can't see as clear as we should be, as clear as we uh, would like to see, because it's been thousands of years ago. Languages have changed. And these transliterational scriptures will always convey what the Father was saying. So some things is kind of fuzzy, and then some things are very, very, very clear. And uh, when they're clear, so clear, nobody can disagree. I call it a root. In other words, it's a call it a root because it, it, it's something I'm building on. It's like a root. And so you can see this because you can see this. Keep listening for that, so to speak. So we'll we'll go ahead and put the first root in the ground. And that one is this. In Leviticus 13, 
I'm telling you, I really need to get your Bibles out because the things I'm going to read, you you never heard of these things, I guarantee you. You're going to be flipping. Well, in, in, in Leviticus 13, it talks about when a, a man shall have, let's go ahead and read it. It says here, folks, this is the leprosy handbook right here. You have to ask yourself this question, family and friends. Why did the Bible, why did the Most High put, if it's a disease, why didn't he put other diseases in the Bible? Why come every disease don't have his chapter? Why is this in the Bible? Why is this plague in the Bible? Here we go. Verse 13 and 1. And actually, I want to do something I haven't done before in a while. I want to go ahead and open up with a word of prayer. Haven't done that in a while, and I like to do it whenever I'm doing Bible studies. Uh, so let's do this, family. Let's just, if you don't mind, just give me a quick second here. Let's lift up this Bible for the most high because we're very serious, very serious tonight, very serious. Your spirit is very serious. Our time is very serious. Our understanding of what's going on in our world is very serious. A lot of our white brothers and sisters be tuning in tonight, and uh, they they are very serious as to my claim that there is no such thing as a race based on color. They are very offended by that, and some of them just want to know. Some of them not offended at all. They just want to know the truth. And then there are many of you uh, non-white people uh, tuning in, especially African Americans. And some of the things I put out there in this promo, you are disturbed by it when I say things like, uh, again, no such thing based upon uh, a race based on color. Um, and, and I say things like all nations, all nations produce white-skinned people that can go live in Europe. I put that out in the promo. Many of you don't understand it. So a lot of these things got you concerned, and you, many of you want to obey the Father. You're not playing with your life. You're serious. You're very serious to listen, Brother Seth and I. So I don't take your time or your heart or your spirit or your efforts to please most high lightly. So for that reason, I lift this up in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Yah, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your promises you made to us. And we thank you for always, always fulfilling your promises to us. Father, I just thank you right now just for the love you've said throughout the scriptures that you have for your planet. I thank you for that, and I ask you for your wisdom and your guidance as we talk about this very complicated, very complicated topic tonight. For some, just ask that you would reveal uh, to those with ears to hear what the scriptures are saying. Father, we just long to, to, to get along with each other on this planet. We long to love and walk in love as you have commanded us to. We long to obey you and follow your heart, commanded us to. And Father, I know that this this chapter have done wonders in my life, and I just ask you to help me articulate and bring and, and remember the things that you showed me over the years that really brought me out of the mindset of white supremacy to the degree it has. I just ask that you will bless the listeners, help them to free themselves from this giant that stands tall in the United States. This philosophy, this religion that we subconsciously are following in every aspect of life. Deliver your people that we may serve only you. Help me by the Holy Spirit and others that contribute to break the powers of darkness, and to walk in the newness of light. These things we ask, we ask 
in your son's name, just as he would ask, just as we were him, in his name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, okay, family. Okay, family. Let's do this. All right. For, let's go back to Leviticus 13 and 1, 13 and 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, saying, When a man shall have in the skin of his flesh, watch the words in, I-N, on top of, it's going to sometimes say on, in, watch it, because if something is in the flesh, it ain't going to be something you can rub your hand across or rub your finger across. It's not going to be like a, so be careful. When a man shall have in the skin of his flesh a rising, a scab, or a bright spot, and it be like, and it be in the skin of his flesh like the plague of leprosy. Now watch that. Watch that. So we're looking at rising scab, bright spot, and we compare it to something else. Don't miss that, folks. Okay? I'm read that again. When a man shall have the three things in the skin of his flesh, a rising, a scab, or a bright spot, and it be in the skin of his flesh like the plague of leprosy. Well, what is the plague of leprosy? Every time you see that word plague of leprosy, if you insert the word albino, the scripture is going to come alive like a, 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 a lion. It's going to make a whole lot of sense. If you don't insert that, it'll just be a question mark. Now, we're going to talk about white spots, white spots, white spots, white spots. Well, what, 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 what's wrong with white spots? It's because the most people that read this this book already understood what leprosy was. It was an albino. So if you just follow me, just, just entertain my foolishness for a second and just follow me. This will make sense. When the Hebrews read this Bible... Back then, there were already albinos, 100% people white walking around with albinism. There was two types of white skin. We're going to talk about tonight some called clean and unclean, clean and unclean. When someone was clean, when a person was a clean leper, a clean leper, and I know a lot of y'all don't agree with what the leprosy is. You don't agree with the understanding. But for this sake, for the for the Bible studies, the way I'm go, uh, we're gonna go about this, I just want you to hear me out, and we'll take questions towards the second hour. Okay? I want y'all to hear me out in the chat room. I ask those in the chat room, you kind of hold off on your comments because, again. I know what y'all call leprosy. I know what we've been taught in the colleges, universities. I know what happened when you Google the word leprosy. I know. I understand. But that has nothing to do with Leviticus 13. When they talk about sores and, 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 and rising scabs, bright spots, it's talking about what happened when they leave, when those things leave. It's talking about the whiteness that comes as a result of a rising Whiteness that comes as a result of a scab. Whiteness that comes as a result of the various things it's going to talk about in this chapter. It's not talking about the rising being the, le the, the leprosy, the scab being the leprosy. Okay, I said that once. This is the second time I've said that. But I want to ask you a simple question. 
why does it say that if you have a bright spot? Well, why is bright spot a problem? That's your first root. We all can agree and see that very clear that it says right here in Leviticus 13 and 2, when a man shall have in the skin of his flesh a rising, a scab, or bright spot. Or a bright spot. And it be in the skin of his flesh like the plague of leprosy. Then he shall be brought unto Aaron and unto, and to the priest or unto one of his sons. And the priest shall look on the plague in the skin of his flesh. And when the hair in the plague, when the hair in the plague is turned white, and the plague in sight be deeper than the skin, and the plague is deeper than, how can you go be deeper than the skin? Folks, we're talking about seeing through the skin. You're going to find out tonight that raw flesh means seeing through the skin. The difference between a clean leper and an unclean leper was something called raw flesh or the ability to see through. Or when white skin is broken up, if you know a lot of our white brothers and sisters, you can see the whiteness and there's a breaking up, there's a reddish whiteness. This 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 chapter, Leviticus 13, uses the phrase reddish white. We'll get to it. It's a long road we got tonight. I'm going to take a little bit of the time. I'm going to say something that's going to sound ludicrous to y'all at first. But if you let me explain it, I promise you, everything will be ironed out just like a nice little garment. Okay? Just like a nice little garment. But here's our first root, or our first clear, clear issue right here. Why are the priests, why are people coming to the priests that only have a bright spot? It didn't say if you have a rising, a scab, and a bright spot. It said all a bright spot. If you even have a bright spot, you can't deny that that's right there in your Bible. When a man shall have in the skin of his flesh a rising scab, we'll handle the rising scab in a minute, or a bright spot. You're going to see that rising scab is nothing more than something that comes, and when it leaves, it's going to leave a white spot, and that's what the priest was looking at. But anyway, watch this. A rising scab or a bright spot, and it be in the skin of his flesh like the plague of leprosy. Well, what is a plague of leprosy? It's like we're looking at these spots, and, and we're trying to compare it to some some other thing called a plague of leprosy. You're going to find out when people was cursed with leprosy that they turned white. And I submit to you, a plague of leprosy or a, lepros, a leper is was nothing more one type of leprosy where it relates to the skin, where it relates to human beings, was nothing more than white skin. Remember Moses' uh, hand, and many of you know the Bible verse. I won't go to it for time's sake because I'm going to want to cover a lot. If we have time, we'll go to it. But I want to just quote this really quickly. Many remember when Moses... Uh, the father had called Moses to lead out the, to lead the children of Israelite uh, out of Egypt, as many of you know. And he was talking about signs to show the Pharaoh. And he asked Moses to put his hand in his bosom, and he and he took his hand out. And the Bible says, and the Bible says that Moses' hand became leprous as snow. Why did the Bible say leprous as snow? There's so many things. If his hand was full of sores. The scriptures could have said so many other words other than leprous as snow. That is crazy. That's Exodus 4 and 6. Put your hand in your cloak. 
pull it out, and his hand became leprous as snow. And by the way, tonight is all scriptures. We're reading from the King James Version. Do not get newer versions because they have taken all this out of the scriptures because people are waking up. Please do the study and the research tonight from the King James Version Bible. Folks, listen. The scripture says, talks about Moses putting his hand in his bosom. The Bible says, and his hand became leprous as snow. Why snow? Snow is only known for one thing, folks, to be ice and to be white. Oh, that's not what the Father means. You twist the scriptures. Okay. I'm not going to play with y'all tonight. Many of you, I'm just, if you, if you don't see it, what I'm going to do, I'm going to be nice to you, and I'm just going to, you get another scripture. I'm just going to give you another scripture. You say, well, that's not what he meant. You said, you're changing it. That's not what he meant. Okay. <laughs> Again, leprous as snow. And you really think that means sores and pus and limbs falling all off. What about when Miriam, his sister, spoke out against Moses marrying someone outside of his, their tribe? Moses married someone outside of the Israelite tribe, and his sister, Miriam, spoke out. Against it. Anyone remember the story in, in Numbers 12 and 10 where Miriam spoke out against Moses marrying an Ethiopian woman? Now, I don't mean Moses was white like a lot of churches teach. He was just a black Israelite marrying a black Ethiopian. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, white supremacy, it, it just don't take a break and neither will we tonight. Again, I want to thank everyone for tuning into Five Smooth Stones. We're just dealing here, talking about, um, you know, and I'm moving too fast. I didn't even read the show's description. Y'all know I got to do that, right? Well, let's let's go ahead and and, uh, and talk about uh, uh, naming here. I mean, uh, uh, mirroring here, Numbers twelve and ten. A lot of scriptures going to come y'all way tonight. Let's go ahead and do this, and then we're going to read the show's description. Why? Because many of you. Uh, just call the phone lines. You don't know what we're talking about. I want everybody to be on on point, on uh, on topic tonight. I don't want nobody to come in here not knowing what we're talking about and thinking I'm preaching hate or some weird uh, something. So that's what we'll, we'll do here in a second. But let's just check this out. Moses married outside of his Hebrew tribe, his Hebrew heritage, and his sister have a fit. You know, like a lot of religious people today, they all stuck on this whole Israel-like thing, and they don't understand the Father never did just favor just Israel. Um, he, he, I put it like this, he didn't just want Israel. He wanted the, it's just that the planet didn't want him, and so he turned to Israel because of a man named Abraham. But those people never, never seem to appreciate the Father. But anyway, so if he turns to Ethiopian, and, and I'm sure this woman feared the Most Highest, Moses wouldn't have chosen her. You know, if you choose him, he'll choose you, no matter who you are as a people. It don't have nothing to do with your ethnic background. If you choose him, he will choose you. And that's why we have the spirit to you today. Anyway, Numbers 12 and 10. Here we go. And the cloud departed from the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became leprous. Here we go. And behold, Miriam became leprous. White as snow. <laughs> well, they don't mean that, brother. There you go again, twisting scripture. 
Well, it says she became leprous, white as snow. What else? Well, there's no other description here. Well, let's listen to what Moses' brother says about their sister. These three, two brothers and a, and a sister talking here. Because actually, you got a Bible, a person familiar with the scriptures tonight, who it relates to leprosy. And I'm about to show you how actually Aaron is about to describe to you doubters what is leprosy and I bet you never heard this nowhere else well you're hearing it tonight and the cloud departed off the tabernacle behold Miriam became leprous white as snow and Aaron looked upon Miriam and behold she was leprous again that's all it says nothing about no limbs sores nothing all it says is white as snow remember same thing it said about Moses and Aaron said unto Moses alas my lord Back then they called each other, Lord, I beseech thee, lay not the sin upon us, wherein we have done foolishly, and wherein we have sinned. Let her not, here we go, let her not be as, when you see that word as, look for what's coming behind it, it's going to describe. Let her not be as one dead, of whom the flesh is half consumed when he cometh from his mother's womb. Let's dissect that. Again, when Numbers 12, verse 12, let her not be as one dead. Now he's looking at a woman that's alive standing there. Why is he saying that? Of whom flesh is half consumed. So he's saying that this dead-looking state has something to do with flesh being half-consumed. But then he lets, gives us a big clue when he says, when he cometh out of his mother's womb. Now he's talking about a baby, a stillborn baby, when he's born, being dead, whose flesh is half-consumed. Half-consumed mean nothing more than his melanin or his brownness or his skin half-filled in, half-colored. Half covered. Remember that word is going to be. It's going to be major tonight. The word covered, covered, being covered. The Most High gave us a covering and giving us melanin. Ain't just something to protect you from the sun, like some blanket. No, it works with nutrients. It does all kinds of things to us outside of working with the sun. To whites, they can use that kind of language protecting you from the sun. But I don't like to talk about the sun as though it's some abuser, folks. This man is talking about stillborn babies. Stillborn babies have no pigmentation. I was preaching this. Yes, I said it. Stillborn babies have no pigmentation. I was preaching this message in Columbus, Ohio. And when I minister, I uh, open up the. I always have an open uh, floor where you can just kind of ask me questions at any time while I'm speaking. You can always raise your hand and just anytime interrupt me. Kind of like I do the, the, the phone the phone lines. And again, if you're on the phone lines, you have a question or comment, press 1 and I'll bring you on. Uh, but tonight, I promise y'all, you need to hold your questions probably to at least an hour because I already know what some of y'all are going to say. Uh, and um, I'm just being honest, please. Tonight is one of those times I'm not, I'm not looking to take a whole lot of phone calls except until after I'm done, and that will be in about an hour. So as far as this, as far as enough where you can see where I'm going with this and not think I'm cuckoo. Right now, y'all, I know y'all think I'm cuckoo, but look, 
he just read it. One more time. Let her not be as one dead. He's looking at a woman that's been smitten with leprosy. Why has he mentioned the word dead? Why didn't he say, let her not be as one with sores, fingers falling off? That stuff we see, that stuff they tell us and teach us in college. What is this man talking about? What does he mean, let her not be as one dead? Flesh half consumed. I had somebody once try to pull on me. Oh, that's there it is right there. Flesh is half consumed. Oh, that means. No, 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 no. He's not talking about no sores. Folks, I'm going to tell you all again. Leviticus 13 is not about. It mentioned the word sores and things. It, it Towards the very, very end, after it lays very clear, makes it very clear that white skin is the leprosy and white spots. There's three types of things we're going to be talking about tonight. And, and I've got to get around to reading that show description, but let me just say this real quick. There's going to be three things we're going to be talking about tonight. We're going to be talking about white skin being a curse. We say white skin, we talk about albinism, envidiligo. We're going to talk about in the Bible how a spot, a simple spot, a stationary spot that's not moving, with the white hair in it, just like the pictures I sent you, is 100% leprosy. It's just a spot. And it can be, it, matter of fact, it's on brown people. So those of you who think I'm preaching hatred for white people, there's your, there's your past right there. Now you know I ain't a racist because I just got to saying this, this is on black folks, which y'all should know that I'm being facetious, but I'm serious. Again, this show is, is, is I love all people. And I'm doing this show tonight to promote love for all people and to let everyone see that we truly are one human family and there's no such thing as race based upon color. There are such things as different ethnic groups that the Father definitely, definitely pay attention to, like Israelites, like Jebusites, Amorites. There was certain way he dealt with certain kinds of people, but never based upon skin color. This thing is brand new, and we better get away from it because we're going to miss the father trying to sect ourselves off by skin color. We might as well have a bald head race. We might as well have a race of just nothing but tall people and let them breed on with people and put news out there talking about how superior the tall people are. Tall people do it better than men prefer tall people. Or we can have a short group, a bunch of short people. And, and really start bombarding the, the the media and take over the media. Start talking about how sharp people are better and smarter and wise and studies have been done. That's what we're doing. We have created a world with this fallacy, the idol, this idolatry, this life from the pit of hell. I think the father allowed the enemy to do this to set up a system to oppress his people, Israel, as well as the world. But that system has come to an end. What system are you talking about, Brother Seth? The system of white supremacy. For a season it was used. For a season the Father allowed the enemy to poison the world with this lie. We weren't serving him. Israel turned their back on them. The other nations been here turned their back on them. The Father raised these people up from the north. He said a wicked nation come from the north, the evil come from the north, the whirlwind come from the north. He mentioned many times in the scriptures how he would bring a nation from the north to chastise his chosen people. Well, who are those people today? I'm not trying to say everybody white is an oppressor or, or, you know, I'm talking about those in power right now. Not necessarily the 
person you work with. Now, I think they kind of try to benefit here and there and try to have little, you know, I think they try to mimic the powers that be because they're white and they try to be in the club, but they're not in the club. Like these Republicans, they thinking they're in the in club and people don't care nothing about you. I mean, Republicans all you want to. <laughs> Especially if you work on a job. How are you going to be? Anyway, don't get me started. Well, this is what I sent to many of you today. This is our show description. I got to read it, folks. I got to read it. I got to read it. People call the phone lines. They don't know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. So this is what I sent to many of you earlier so we all can be on one accord. Listen exactly to what I say, and you'll be exactly on one accord with us tonight. We're very serious. I sent this to many of you. The origin of white skin. Bible leprosy. The reason why we call it Bible leprosy to distinguish it from leprosy today. Okay? There is a difference. Folks, listen. I sent this. Finally, a Bible study that answers some hard, embarrassing questions, socially and spiritually, about the origin of all people, the origin of white skin, the validity of race based on color, African-American self-hate or disrespect and confusion around their identity. Lastly, it addresses the rising number of so-called whites feeling a call to save their so-called race from extinction. And they're doing it, folks, with a lot of abuse to non-white people, yes, even murder. This is what the Klan is all about. But it's not just the Klan. I don't want to get, I, as a matter of fact, tonight I don't even want to talk about the notorious white supremacist groups because that's what happened. They're getting all the, the, the credit for hating and white supremacy. I'm not talking about them tonight. Tonight they, they get a, a vacation. Send all the, 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 the notorious white supremacists on vacation tonight. All skinheads, all the people. Tonight, conversation is not about them. Please. I might mention them accidentally, but I'm telling you, I'm talking about black folks tonight with the same white supremacy in their head. And I'm talking about church folks tonight. I'm talking about good white people tonight with the racism and the white supremacy in their head who are dangerous. I'm talking about good Good cops, they don't mean no harm, but they find themselves killing black folk. Y'all know everybody kill black folks is not necessarily clan. There are some good white people that have these crazy lies in their head about us, and they go out there, they don't mean they're not trying to, some of them have friends with black folks. You think everybody in a shot a black person don't have friends as black people? You think all of cops that have shot our, our brothers and sisters in the street don't have black friends? Or don't go to church? Go research. You'd be shocked. A lot of them, they don't mean to, but it's the white supremacy inside them. This is why a lot of our people killing our, our each other. We don't have value. It's the same lie. It's the same lack of value of black life. It is the giant of white supremacy. So let me go on and, and read the rest of this. <laughs> All that wasn't a part of it. Sorry. Folks, did you know in biblical times, the father and the prophets do to seeing cursed people white? Albinism, in parenthesis. Also, after humanity's state of sin, many people began experiencing issues with their bodies, issues, uh, for example, with childbirth, hair growth, uh, um, growth growing too tall, many lacked the ability to produce vital pigment that covered and sustained their body with nutrients. Today we call it melanin. That's true. Also, animals. I bet you didn't know this. Also, the animals and our earth began to bring forth animals and plants with no color. 
I talked to a doctor about this. We'll talk about that in a minute. Folks, since Christ has come, our fleshly body profit nothing compared to spiritual superiority. However, this truth is vital because millions have created a man-made idol called race, and they teach the existence of people based solely on color, or they teach the existence of a race based solely on color, which is a lie from hell. Melon and albinism mixing have produced all ethnic groups today. One more time. Melanin and albinism have produced all ethnic groups today. One more time. Melanin and albinism mixing have produced all ethnic groups today. When we say melanin, melanin, I, 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 uh, we're going to do a part two to this, by the way. And in part two, I'm going to talk about a woman by the name of Jewel Pukram. Jewel Pukram. And we're going to play her where she is talking about the dynamics of melanin. Now, when you hear the dynamics of melanin, you will understand why we are hated. I'm telling you, folks, you, you, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not trying to hype up next week or nothing like that. I'm telling you all, when you all hear this scientist talk about the properties inside of melanin, all that it do, it's going to sound like a like a, a car. Superhero type stuff. It's going to sound like, it, it just sounds like she's making it up. She even does an experiment on stage with melanin properties, and you got to see what it does. It's crazy. I mean, if you, <laughs> let me give you just a little sample of what she said. She was talking about the rockets that goes to space and that the heat that they use for blast off is so hot that they have problems finding metal to accommodate the bottom of these uh, rockets. And so she talks about how they use a synthetic form of melanin. And she goes off into it like a way I can't do it. I just can't do it, no, Jessica. But you got to hear Jewel Pukum talk about that next week. And I still haven't finished reading the, the, the show's description. Can y'all believe that? Anyway, I went on to say tonight, Tuesday, May 1st, 2018, 8 p.m., Seth share how the Bible literally speaks of white skin as a curse, a plague pronounced by the Most High, and even prophets. People was cursed with this due to sin. In Bible times, albinism slash vitiligo was one type of leprosy. This truth is needed to make free those in bondage of low self-esteem who subconsciously worship white-skinned people. Oh, that's so true. And equally for those in idolatry who worship themselves with an evil heart of murder and oppression towards those with different skin. Wow. That's what I said to many of you earlier. So, folks, tonight... Again, I want to thank every single one of you for tuning in to Five Smooth Songs. We're going to do probably, I know a part two, maybe a part three. This is nothing to play with. I was suffering from white supremacy uh, myself, and I remember the, let me just explain. The father showed me I was a white supremacist, okay? I remember praying, you know, a lot of things happen when we speak, when we have quiet time, family and friends, and we're praying, and we, well, you know, I don't do it like I, I need to get back to doing this, and I'm just telling off on myself, but I remember every day, 
and sometimes more than once a day, I would spend quiet time with the Father praying and reading the scriptures and getting quiet before the Father. I'm telling you, that's when you can learn a lot of things. And I remember, just like yesterday, thoughts came to me, and I know they wasn't my thoughts because I know how I think in certain things I don't think of, okay? <laughs> it's just certain patterns I never go in and out of. And it came to me, these questions, what is a good education? What is beauty? You know, uh, just just questions, and I would answer these questions in my mind. Don't ask me why or these questions came. I don't know. I, all I know is I began to answer these questions that came to my mind. What's good preaching? What's good teaching? What's good education? What is beauty? What's most beautiful? What's beautiful standards? Uh, uh, what's a good neighborhood? What's it just it was questions like that, and I began to answer these questions, answer these questions, answer these questions. Then it's it's almost as though someone put all of my answers before me on paper and let me see how I responded. And I heard this as clear as day. These answers are the answers of a white supremacist. Now you have to know me back in the day to understand that is something I don't think of. I didn't know anything about white supremacy. I heard the term from time to time, but I never thought in a trillion years to associate me with a white supremacist. That was always something that white people did. I didn't know that. A, but So the father, I believe with all my heart, brothers and sisters, showed me that I was a white supremacist. And he began to show me how I was thinking and how I looked at things. And then furthermore, years to come, he would begin to show me how the people that educated me were white supremacists. And, and the system that created this country was white supremacy and that it was a lie and that the whole foundation of this country was based on lies. And he began to just show me. And I remember pondering some of these things and... Uh, praying another day. This was a whole another day. I want y'all to listen to me now because many of you, this is exactly where you're at. This is exactly where you're at. I'm telling you, when they, when they if I had a black psychologist on this phone line, they'll, they'll, they'll attest to this. If I had uh, no, no, uh, Naeem Akbar, uh, I think he's still, I don't know if he's still alive or not, but he could he could agree with me on here. If I had uh, any of the black psychologists, the hairs, any of the black psychologists would tell you we as a people is screwed up in the head where it comes to white supremacy. A lot of us hate white people not because we think we're just as good as we actually hate them because we think they're better. Just because you hate white people don't mean you don't you're not a white supremacist. White supremacy, a white supremacist is nothing more than a person that believes white people are what the father did not say they are. And you believe about yourself what the father did not say. In other words, you believe the lies of white supremacy. And you don't believe the truth about yourself. That's that's not good. That that that's a recipe for disaster. The father say you're great, you're smart. The father say you can do this, you can do that. The father say it's all in you to be great. Blah, 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 blah. And you're sitting up making fun of yourself and anybody that looks like you. You doubt everybody that looks like you. You make fun of people that look like you. 
You make fun of you and people that look like you. You have doubts about people that look like you and yourself. But when it comes to whites, a lot of us, we think that they do things better. They're smarter. They're wiser. They was first. History started with them. They saved the whole country. They saved Africans, Americans by bringing them over in slave ships. You think the, the European culture is better. You think Europe is actually better in some way. Not understand that Africa is under attack. There's a reason it's poor, struggling. It's not they're doing it on their own. It's because of some people making sure that all the resources and all of anything of value they don't get. And so you just seen the result of colonization for many years and the colonization of the minds of Africans. They have white supremacy there just as strong as it is here. I'm shocked by what Africans know when they come here. I'm just plain on shock by how they don't know exactly where they're from and what they have done. White supremacy is what the Father showed me. Seth, he showed me I was a white supremacist. I later met a gentleman by the name of C.T. Vivian. Many of you know him. He walked with Dr. King. And I shared with him what I'm sharing to you on on an aircraft on my way to uh, Atlanta. And Dr. Vivian looked at me, and he was saying, no, no, no. He said to me, Dr. C.T. Vivian, who walked with Martin King Jr., this man talks about racism all the time. You know, he walked with, you know, Jesse. Everybody knows Dr. C.T. Vivian. Well, he was just on the Oprah show, and I said, you know, he was on the Oprah show. He had to do a two-day thing, and I, I saw him. And he came and sat right beside me, right behind me. I mean, right behind me where I could just look back and talk to him. And when that happens, I noticed the father doing something. So I, I was very alert that, okay, this is of the father. What are you going to try to say, father? What do you want me to say to him? What do you want him to say to me? I don't I don't play up to these celebrities or people that's known or any, any type of people I meet of statue. So I just begin to just share. And, um... I share with him about this revelation, same thing I'm talking to y'all, how that black people, that the Father showed me that I was a white supremacist, and that anybody could be a white supremacist. It's just, a, it's just knowledge. It's just, it's just a, a false balance. It's just a system of lies. It's, a, it's just really idolatry. It's really what it is, according to Scripture. And so he was telling me, no, brother, uh, uh, you know, he, he talks loud. I was so shocked at how loud this man was talking. He was not shamed. You know, you say words like white supremacy and racism as a rule. In public, you're going to be quiet with that because it's just offensive, you know, because, again, we all are programmed to be white supremacists. And that's why it's so hard to say those words. I Many of you right now, just every time I say it, it does something to you. Why? Why? It's just words. And it's a system that we live in, and we didn't create it like that, so why can't we talk about it? Why can't you be in the middle of your break room and say stuff like white supremacy? It is white supremacy. White people say white supremacy. But anyway, Dr. Vivian tells me that no blacks can't be. And I told him, I said, Dr. Vivian, the father showed me I was a white supremacist. And now we're looking eyeball to eyeball. The man just got to telling me, no, it's not. Most people say not sinner because it's Dr. C.T. Vivian. But I told him what I felt the father was saying. I said, no, Father showed me that it can be believed by anyone. It's a it's a set of beliefs. It can be championed by anybody. Anybody can house the lies of white supremacy. And all of our old, old mothers and fathers and, uncle, and uncles and grandpa, a lot of them some of the biggest white supremacists in the world. I'm telling you all what, what I know for sure. So, yes, we're going to get into leprosy. Because this is this is this is really uh, right now I'm going uh, this is a 
I'm setting the stage for why it's important to even be talking about white skin. We're going we're gonna to switch gears really quick and get to the scripture about leprosy. Trust me, in a, in a short bit, bit here, but I've got to say this. Folks, we are sick. Our ministers are sick. I was a believer. I was praying for sick people, and, and if I'd be lying through my teeth if I tell you people weren't getting ill. They were. I operated some gifts of the Spirit, not all of them, very few of them, but I were, I was used. I'd be lying. People that know me on this phone line, they know me. They'd be saying, you lying. You know you was used. I was used as a father for many, many. People used to call me and say, Brother Seth, you know, we think that such and such person has a spirit. Why don't you come help pray? Because I had a reputation early on, early on in my day, when I was 20, 25, 26, in my early 20s, I had a reputation of casting out devils. And so people would call me. People would call me for healings. I remember one year I went to the Father with the help of the Holy Spirit, seventy over 70 people, just one person. So I was really uh, evangelistic type of mindset back earlier in my years as a young minister. So watch this, folks. Make the long story short, CTV now, I'll just fast forward because we talked about some other things and I talked about the whole Hebrew thing and we'll talk about CTV later. But my point is this. We, African-Americans, can be white supremacists. And the man, basically, he kind of, he kind of, Dr. Vivian began to wrap that up. He began to look at me different. He, he started to listen. And at the end of our, press, at the end of the, 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 the flight, he gave me his card, and he said, no, I'm going to give you my cell number. So Dr. Vivian turned his card over and gave me two numbers more. He gave me his uh, home number, which was on his card, and he gave me a cell number. It was a look almost as if I never heard that. I want to hear more about that. And not to mention, I talked to him also about the Hebrew thing. So anyway, what am I saying? I'm saying that the Father loves us. He don't want us worshiping nobody but him. He don't want our internal secrets. And he want our, our minds clean. He don't want all these ungodly fantasies a lot of us have. I mean, I'm, uh, folks, uh, I'm, I'm just going to keep it raw tonight. I mean, there's a lot of parts of us just not right, not right, not right, okay? Uh, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to get on to leprosy. Many of you saw those photos, and that's why you tune in. You want to know what what is with this vitiligo and leprosy, and whew, what are you talking about, brother? <laughs> so let me get into that. But I just wanted to say this. There are a lot of white brothers and sisters out there, and they are killing us. Some of them are listening to this show. They probably will, because some of them know they need help, and they probably Googling white supremacy. They may come across this show, and I want them to know this. You, as human beings, I'm talking to my white brothers and sisters, and really everybody, we do not have the right to preserve our race. We are supposed to love one another, colorblind, being colorblind. We're supposed to treat each other based on character, not color. Color is so artificial. It's such an artificial thing. Folks, a lot of our white brothers and sisters are murdering us. I know what I'm talking about. That because they have infiltrated the Klan, have infiltrated the police, and y'all gotta quit hate on the Klan. I know, I know, I sound really crazy saying that, but you gotta understand these are very intelligent people, 
if the father did make white skin and he meant for it to be the the foundation for a people then all white supremacists are right we are wrong by mixing with them we are destroying them they are right christians believers and non-believers they are right the white supremacists are right when they say y'all are destroying us with all this mixing and this multiculturalism much multicultural they don't like that and they shouldn't like it this is what I don't understand about this whole conversation about race. And we, I promise I'm, I'm wrapping this up. I'm going to get on the skin and how I know and, and what to look for and all this stuff. Folks, listen. These people are not crazy. We are destroying. And I don't like the word destroying. We are, as we mix, white is disappearing. What should these people do, phone lines? I see you. Lots of area codes listening to me tonight. Again, thank y'all for tuning in. Those in the chat room, please, if you have a question or comment, press, excuse me, put a question mark before your question. Put a question mark before your question. Those of you with questions for myself tonight. And y'all can go ahead and ask questions. I know I said an hour, but I've said some things I would think might might cause uh, some type of question. So it's okay to go ahead and ask questions at this time. But folks, listen. Whites... I love them. I love all people. You ain't got no hater tonight. You ain't got nobody that's that's, that's, uh, full of revenge for the white man tonight. You got somebody that will listen to you. And I'm telling you, I understand a lot of whites that say black people are annihilating them with all this mixing. And they are killing us. I understand it, but I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. And deep in their heart, they know it's wrong, but they just a part of them they just don't know how to what to do about this problem I want white skin to I want to continue to live around whites I don't want to ever come home or my kids to come home 50 years 100 years from now and there's no white people well look at it like this I believe the people is made well I'm getting ready to prove with scripture that people is made from the dark skin of the uh, the dark hue of the earth the brown dirt of the earth People were dark skin and, and 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 brown skin, and well, a lot of that skin wiped out too with mixing with 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 white skin, because white skin is so close to albinism, and that recessive trait is 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 taking away from the melanin, and we're becoming lighter and lighter and lighter. You don't see us starting no campaign out there. Well, that's because they don't include, you know. So black is the dominant gene, so they say. So listen, this presentation is for many of you tonight. I submit to you, brothers and sisters, that you have no right to protect what love erases. Goes something like this. I'll say it like this through a story, another story. I was riding with the gentleman in first class one time, and I remember talking to this businessman. I like to talk to, to, to various people when I'm uh, taking these flights. And I got into this conversation with this gentleman. We was talking about racism some kind of way. And I happened to look at him and say, do you want to see racism be eradicated from the earth? He said, oh, golly, yes. 
I say, you do. I say, so you would like to see racism gone? He said, oh, we we can't. He said, brother, we just, we need to do something. You know, he was saying, yes, yes, yes. And I said, well, got another question for you. Would you like to see white people live forever? Would you like to see whites, the, 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 the features of whites people forever? And he said, well, yes, yes. I say, now you know that you can't have both of those. And I never will forget the look that man gave me. Well, that's what we're talking about tonight. A lot of white people feel like white skin is something they are to protect. They feel like it's God it's a God calling to protect. Well, how are you gonna protect? How are you gonna stop from being annihilated by love? And the question that that, that I have to ask all of the listeners tonight especially my white brothers and sisters, if love and being colorblind and obeying the Father, if love and your neighbor and being colorblind and obeying the Father wipe out a race, should we be concerned about that? Here's another question. If love wiped you out as a people, what preserve you? If you're scared of love and, and, and seeing people based upon character, because that's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be a lot of mixing if we start looking at character and not color. What preserve you then? This is why the lady by the name of Dr. Francis Chris Welsing why she have been out there doing doing saying this for many years and that is a lot of our oppression as a people, a lot of our pain, a lot of our death, a lot of these cops that shooting boys on the side of the road, a lot of the killings in these jails, a lot of the poisons in these hospitals, a lot of the poisoning of neighborhoods, these are people in the background who is trying to survive. They are not happy knowing they are being annihilated. But the problem is this. Yes, we're talking about leprosy tonight, which is viable leprosy, which is nothing more. A type of leprosy is nothing more than white skin. That's what we're submitting tonight, and we'll get into more scripture a little later. We're going to do a part two as well, but I'm going to hit a lot of this in a little bit. So I just got to lay this down because a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people don't understand. Brother Seth, I just don't understand why you got to talk about this. Why you got to talk about this? Why you got to talk about this? It's so uncomfortable. It's just so uncomfortable. I'm trying to let y'all see the sickness on both sides, on our side and on their side. Right now, I'm talking about white people's sickness. We have to destroy the concept of a race based on color because as long as we keep saying white people, white people, white people, grouping them, grouping them, grouping them, white people are. Let me tell you who white people are. I don't know how we're going to say it. I really don't know that answer. Maybe some of y'all help me out with this. I don't know how to say it because they are people that come up from Africa, albinos, from all types of tribes. That's why white people have all the features of the world. And we have all the features of the world. When I sit there, I see, I, I, I just did it just then. But that's why, because there ain't no us versus them. We are them. This is very interesting, I tell you. But so-called white people 
are nothing more than albinos that left Africa from various tribes. They are just as African as you are. They're just as African as I am. They're just as they have genes connected to to Adam just like you do. They have every claim to all the glory of Africa just like we do. <laughs> they really, really do because they come from Africa. That's why they have every facial feature. That's why they have. Every single facial feature, because every single facial feature is in Africa, and every tribe had albinos and vitiligo. These people migrated up north, and after they begin to mix that recessive gene over and over and over, they're just producing more whites, more whites, more whites than anywhere else. And we look up and we got ourselves a Europe. But all over the planet to this very day, all nations continue to produce people that can go live in Europe. That's what that slideshow was all about. I got far more pictures than that. They can go and live in Europe and pass. Indians, Chinese, Africans, North, South, East, West, now, the Africans would be a little harder because of the nose and the lips. It's a little hard. You can kind of tell. No, that's not. You can tell. But when you start talking about Ethiopia, Somalia, Eritrea, those blacks with the more narrow nose, I used to say nose like white people. I used to say lips like white people. Quit saying that. There's nothing like white people. White people don't own anything. They don't own no nose. They don't own no lips. They don't own no skin. All of that is African. All of that is African. Little lips is African. You can't get no more smaller lips than some of those people in Africa. I mean, no lips is African. Big lips, so-called big lips is African. Wider nose, African. Narrow nose, African. Overflaced, African. Slant eye, African. Short, four feet people, African. Seven feet people, African. Big butts, African. No butts, African. I thank the Father for the ability to travel and to ask questions and to be very nosy. And I did that for many years. And I don't know everything, though, just because you travel somewhere. don't make you right. You don't have to travel nowhere. But I just thank the Father for allowing me to see and learn the things I have. And I'm telling you, folks, everything comes from the motherland, including white people. But they have mixed and and, 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 and and lost the ability to produce pigment. It was up there for so long, so long, so long, so long. Now people have a tendency to think they were some ancient people. But I like how I think it was John Henry Clark that said, before they wrote their first books, white people hear me, so-called white people hear me tonight, before Europe produced Europe, I'm talking about Europe, not not a nation. The continent of Europe produced their first book. I think John Henry Clark said there was something like 26 dynasties or something like. Folks, that's crazy. That is crazy. There was science and art and math, everything that make up a society 
caveman errors is real and true. That's not fabricated. It's not white supremacy. That is real history. But that's not the history of those that did not go up north. They had all types of science and technology for thousands and thousands and thousands of years before the white man wrote his first book. So white people, black, so-called black people, and I got to phrase it different. I guess I could say Israelites, but we got more than Israelites listening tonight. We got Africans listening tonight. So humanity, I submit to you tonight the leprosy program, the leprosy Bible study. I have talked about this before. Just a few references, and I'm going to move on. If anybody want more information after this show is finished, you can always Google Five Smooth Stone and the term Bible leprosy. Google Five Smooth Stone and the term Bible leprosy. My wife was on one of the shows, Dr. Jewel Pukram. I I played an audio clip of her. We've, we've, we've read all types of articles. We've done all kinds of things getting this truth out various ways. My wife is not going to endorse no kind of hate, revenge, any kind of evil heart, any heart. Uh, so... I promise you, and then neither am I, but I'm just letting you know that Arlene don't play that, neither would my mom, anyone that had anything to do with raising me. I am not about to be preaching, preaching no hate. It's not no hate tonight. It's actually to destroy. Those of you with vitiligo, those of you with albinism, you find yourself an albino or, or uh, having vitiligo, you should be very proud. Somebody said, why? Proud? Yeah, you should be very proud because the father, for whatever reason, you are chosen to have these marks on you to remind humanity of how it all started. Without the albinos of the world, without the the people that were, that although back in biblical times it would be considered a curse or, or this or that, of course Christ has come, like I said earlier, several times, and none of this matters. None of this matters since Christ has come. It don't matter in terms of spirituality. But in our world today, white supremacists have went forth and they have got us all suffering from this lie. So we have to revisit this old truth. But make no qualms about it, who you are in the spirit and what Christ has done trumps anything this show can talk about tonight. But you definitely do need, like Christ said, every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Most High. Christ said it like this, man shall live by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Most High. So, um, I want to talk about, uh, uh, again, if you want to pull up any of the old shows, remember just Google Five Smooth Stones and something called Bible Leprosy. You can listen to any of the old shows and get even more information. Um, tonight, I want to talk about definitions. Um, please, please hear me very careful when I talk about the term clean, clean, clean. You're going to hear the word clean a lot in Leviticus 13, 13. Settle it right now in your spirit. The word clean means accepted, accepted, accepted. It does not have anything to do with soap and water. You're going to hear it oftentimes. They're going to tell the priest washed his hand or washed his clothing. has nothing to do with disease, blood, pus, 
So go wash your hands because you won't get no disease. It has nothing to do with that. You see that word used clean when it have nothing to do with germs whatsoever. You, for instance, Israel, Israelites, when they saw a dead person, the Bible says they was unclean until the evening. For that day, they was unclean. They couldn't do nothing for the rest of the day. If you saw a dead person at 2 o'clock in, back in Israel day, you couldn't have no priestly function for the rest of that day. And it says it if if the verbiage it uses are you are unclean. Many things, plagues, any type of uh, uh, unclean just mean unaccepted, folks. I don't know what to tell you other than you'll have to just do a study, uh, perhaps go to the Strong's Concordance, look at the word clean, where it'll say unaccepted. Clean just simply means unaccepted. And let's talk about when Christ was about to be crucified and how the Someone has a question. I see Erica six one two four seven. I come to you shortly. But remember when the when when the when the king went to wash his hands and he said, "I found no fault in the in Christ," and he went and washed his hands. Well, why did we wash his hands? What did it have to do with Christ and him being crucified and all that? It was a symbolic thing of what was happening in the spirit. So that's exactly what happens uh, 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 with regards to the whole Leviticus. Um, Revelations here tonight, but let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. Uh, we've got this, this hand up. Y'all know the rule whenever a hand goes up, I stop talking and just go straight to the phone lines because sometimes it's a clarification question. Erico 61247, go ahead with your question to come in. What city are you calling from? Hey, good evening, sir. I'm calling out of Minneapolis. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. What's your name, sir? So, my name's David, and uh, thanks for taking my call. Well, hello, David. What's on your mind, sir? Yes, sir. I was noticing a couple. You brought up a really a lot of great, fascinating points, and um, I kind of have somewhat of a different perspective in regards that I used to be an atheist, and I used to be a uh, which we consider like how like a militant black person who hated white people and always you know argue with white people about you know race issues and things like that. And uh, I became a born again Christian a couple years ago. And the Lord gave me a totally different perspective of how I look at the world and how I look at people, in particular, especially when it comes to how I view white people and how I view myself. And a lot of things were a lot of misconceptions of history. And I'll give you an example of what I mean. Um, are you familiar with the book of Daniel? Yes. Now, if you notice in the book of Daniel, it's really clear. It lays out how God himself is the one that basically lifts up nations and brings them down. And God determines, you know, who will be in power at this time and who will be in power, you know, so forth, preceding them, right? Because that's what basically that's what was revealed to Daniel ahead of time, all the next superpowers that were going to come after his time. And you look at how, for example, God took the Israelites out of Egypt where they were enslaved to the Egyptians. He brought them out, brought them to Canaan, and had them basically judge or be his form of justice on the Canaanites and had them, most of them killed took their land, and then the ones who were left, like the people who lived, um, I believe they're called the Kenites, they had the ones that, you know, basically deceived the Israelites into thinking they were from a faraway land in order to live, so because of that they basically had to be slaves forever to the Israelites. And so you have to ask yourself if the critique you're applying to, let's say, white people in America is what you're saying, that same critique you would have, you wouldn't be indicting God Himself, because God not only had the Israelites do it, 
But when the Israelites were in sin, if you go to the book of Jeremiah, he brings the Babylonians, and they do the exact same thing to the Israelites. They go in well, there. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second, David. I like, to, I, I like to just kind of interject every once in a while. Give me a quick little interjection. You can yes, keep sir. going. But yes, I don't know if you know this about me, but I actually agree with a lot of what you're saying. I do believe the Father did call whites to oppress blacks for a season. I do believe that I believe we Israelites. You don't have to comment on that right now, but I do believe we're Israelites, and the Father did call these people to do exactly what they're doing. That's in Jeremiah 1, that's in Joel, I think, 2. It's all throughout the Scripture. I will behold a wicked nation coming from the north. Behold, he did coming from the north, coming from the north, the whirlwind coming from the north. So I understand that. I'm not disagreeing with that. What I'm talking about tonight is whites that define themselves as a people of God, a bona fide race based solely on skin color and teaching that to us. And we're looking at them and saying the white race. If God did do that, they have as much right to be trying to kill us and everything else to stop us from mixing with them. And that's exactly what a lot of Christians, white Christians, and non-Christians are thinking. I'm attacking the philosophy of race based upon color. I'm, I'm, I'm exposing uh, I'm revealing with the help of the Father how the scriptures talk about white skin as a curse, how it was initially in dark skin people, how the white skin is everywhere dark skin is. That is their home. Their home is wherever melanin is. Their home is not Europe. Europe was first inhabited by dark skin people. There is no indigenous place for white so-called whites. Whites are where we are. We are where they are. They are us. All of us, I like to say it like this, and then I want to hear what you have to say, David. I like to say it like this. Some people don't like it, but I like to say it like this. I actually am white. It's like an ice cream cone. I just have chocolate. I have more than what whites have. I have that genes and more. I have some called melanin. And all the properties that Dr. Joel Pukum and all the scientists all over the world have found out that melanin have in it. I have that inside of me. Of course, I'm lacking some things that some whites actually benefit from. I'm, I'm balding. I'm bald at the top. Well, a lot of my white brothers and sisters, they don't have that curse. It actually is a plague. Balding of the hair is a part of what come out of sin. Going too tall came out of sin. Going too short come out of sin. This is what we're talking about tonight. Yeah, I agree Go with ahead. you on that premise as far as how the white supremacists are deluded. And I've actually debated different – there's actually a group of uh, white supremacist Christians that I've debated who believe ideas like that. They actually believe that God created all the races separately and all that, which is total nonsense, and anyone can refute that. And I think uh, I think we would both agree the scripture is clear. The Bible says, the thing in the book of Acts, that from one blood God created all men. So we're all from one blood. There's no division whatsoever between people. But um, hey, let to me, the point hey, of love. Amen. Let yeah. me ask you another question, if you don't mind. Uh, if you believe that, 
What do you think Bible leprosy is, or leprosy in the Bible? What is your, have you heard me talk about it, or you just came on the phone line? Be honest. Did you hear me talking about how that in the Bible days, albinism, albino, people were all white. For instance, I didn't get a chance to get into it. We're going to get to it shortly. Folks, y'all got to be patient. We're going to go real slow. We're going to take off in a second. Y'all going to be like, oh, my Lord, slow down. I, just, I don't have a pen. Y'all watch. <laughs> real slow takeoff here because I want everybody to understand why I'm doing all this. But I'm going to read her brother in a second. I already read how Moses' hand was cursed white to show Pharaoh uh how the power of the Father. Stick your hand in your bosom, take it out. Moses' hand was white. It's the Bible say white as snow. It was nothing more than a white hand. If he was white, what, what, what great magical thing would it be to to show? Oh, not magical, really. What miracle would it be to have a, a white hand if you was already white? And then Miriam was smitten with leprosy. And I just talked about this earlier. I don't know if he was on the phone line, uh, brother. And it says that Aaron began to describe how she looked. He, she said, let her not be as one dead who cometh from his mother's womb, whose flesh is half, sown, half consumed. I submitted to the audience that half consumed just means your melanin is what's half consumed. Your blackness which is what's half consumed, or half filled out. And that all stillborn babies share that common thing. I was sharing this in, a, in Columbus, and, and, and a nurse stood up and said, oh, my goodness, I deliver babies. I deliver babies. And that's exactly the truth. When babies come out, they're not, they're, they're not filled in. They're, 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 their brownness is not filled in. They're, they're, their color is not filled in. You can kind of see through their flesh. And that's exactly what Aaron was saying happened to Miriam. Wasn't no sores and limbs falling all off. Let me get you some feedback on that, David, real quick. Yeah, leprosy is, in fact, a skin disease. And um, when it comes to when it comes to Moses and the Israelites in general, you know, a lot of white people or people in America have a misconception that the people in the Bible were white. They obviously weren't white, but they also weren't black. They were what we would identify as brown or similar to what the Arab people in the Middle East look like. And we know this pretty much easy. It's not even a debatable point because if you go to Egypt, the Egyptians had many hieroglyphics and images of the people that neighbored them that were around them and what they looked like. And they portrayed the Greeks as what we know as white people today. They they, they portrayed the Israelites as what we would know as maybe a lighter shade of what the Arabs look like today. And then they portrayed the, the black Kush as what we know today as Sudan as dark, dark black. And then the Egyptians were like a, I don't know, like a regular shade of brown. And so we know what these well, people well, look like based on depictions of people from then. And also well, with that, well, leprosy, well, well, leprosy does turn. Okay. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, we don't know that, David. And here's why. We know that when the Crusades happened, family and friends and David, that millions of whites come down from the north a lot of times to to raffle the hands, as Pope Urban II said, out of the hand of the Muslims, which the Father had already scattered his people. But all I'm saying is we know that 70 A.D., the temple was destroyed. We know about all of the people coming down from the north, and they constantly came down from the north, from the north, from the north, from the north. And at this time, there was a mighty white people. And that's how that area become whitening up. See, I don't believe that they was brown skin or light skin. I, I, I'm very, I'm very solid on this. The people of the yeah, Bible were not. Well, like well, what hold you're on, saying is get, opinion. 
Well, you well, know, historically, let me show you. 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 Let me show you in history and in in Bible. When I do this presentation tonight, it will not be a doubt in your mind because you sound like a very intelligent man and you're a thinking man. Anybody that's turned their life over to the Father and saying the things you're saying, you, you, you're not. I would love for you to come back on about another hour and tell me what you think because I'm going to show you how white skin in this Bible was so frowned upon that even anything close to it, those people were very dark-skinned people. But let me just, just real quick the history. When you got millions of people coming down to Jerusalem, millions, folks, the, the Bible said in Jeremiah 1 that the Father would empty, says, I will call all of the families of the north. That's the exact verbiage. I'm quoting it verbatim. The Father said, I will call all of the families of the north down to the gates of Jerusalem and utter my judgment against them. He said, I will call one more time all of the families of the north. What's north of Jerusalem? Europe? Well, that's no, that's, that's not referring to Europe. That's referring to the Babylonians because that's the people who came in the book of Jeremiah, remember? Nebuchadnezzar came down. They laid siege to Jerusalem. They eventually ransacked the temple and the t- so that's I understand, Iran. It, Iran is directly north of Israel. Hear me out. I, it's not directly north of Israel. If you get it's a geography, it's, 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 it's not. It's north. But, but listen, it don't matter. Consistent. It don't matter. You're proving my point. But, listen, it don't matter. It, listen, it really don't matter. What not, I'm trying to share brother, with you, you're honest. You know that that's not talking about Europe because we know who the people were that he was talking about because they showed up later in the book of Jeremiah. It was the Babylonians. No, hear me out. Hear me out, brother. This is what I'm trying to say to you. I want everybody to listen to what we're talking about tonight. Now, many of you know about the Crusades. Even if they were black, or even if they were Babylon or whatever, my point is they were white-skinned people recently. Right, but the Crusades, oh, okay, Jeremiah was talking about the book of Jeremiah was talking about what was going to happen in Jeremiah's day to the Israelites in what was then, I believe, the 5th century B.C. That's what the Jeremiah was talking about. He was right. prophesying something that was going to happen a thousand years later. He was talking about what was going to happen to the people of his day, and he, that's why he was warning the kings and the prophets of his day that God was going to send this judgment from the north, which was the Babylonians, and he came out Jerusalem, they exiled the people. So I disagree, and I disagree because Moses said he set the president of what Israel would go through. You're breaking up a little bit, so kind of move over to a window or something, because I want you to stay on. I want you to stay with me for sure, but you're breaking up a little bit. But let me say this really quick. Moses talked about whatever Israel would go through; they would go through it forever. All Israel is is a a people that constantly repeat, 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 repeat. Whatever you're reading in those books, they are going to repeat. There's no doubt that the people from the north came down to Israel and took over. Oh, Lord, he hangs up. His line popped up. Hopefully he called back. I love people that can just understand something. So hopefully David will call back. But I think what he was saying... Whether or not it was the whatever you want to call the people from the north, a 
oppression came down from the north to the Israelites, and they became a light-skinned people because those people in modern times were white. I do believe early on they were dark-skinned people. But my point in bringing all this up is this. We're talking about white skin, the evolution of white skin. The, 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 we're talking about, we're talking about, is it something God called? If it is, why do we believe in race mixing? Why do you have your daughters and sons? And David, if you're listening, please press one. I'm looking at the phone lines. Goodness, I got to scroll up and down. There's a lot of people on this phone line. Okay, I'll keep looking for David because I want him to, I want dialogue, you know. But listen, folks. The father never, the, the, in Genesis 10, is, uh, there's 70 nations there. And he talks about different ones, what he was going to do with this one and that one. This one cursing, Amalekites was cursed forever. They're not even allowed to live. He just said he would destroy all of them. Various things he called on different nations. And I hope that brother called back. Because, see, that's what I'm talking about. He actually has something to say to me. Okay? But anyway, folks. The Father never in this Bible, never in this Bible, associated people based on color. It's totally a social construct, man-made. All right? It's totally man-made. In the slide presentation, I had three types of people. The Bible talks about having a spot, and when a white hair appears, it talks about it spreading. It's a, you're supposed to lock him up for seven days. And I'm just, okay, here we go. He's back. Hold on, folks. Here, hold on. He's back. Okay, Erico 61247. David, you're there. You're back? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. My my, my signal dropped out there. I apologize. Okay, listen. I want to stay on topic, but I want you to stay with me, and uh, I'll let you hang with me a little bit, just a little bit, because, David, I really got to get to these scriptures, and I don't care about people hanging my line, you know, you know. But I want to know, uh, um, oh, about the olive thing you mentioned. This is where we got to watch this whole olive talk, olive teaching. See, do you believe that Ham, Japheth was the father of the white race? Sham was the father of the Israelites? Uh, the yellow race, and Ham was the father of the black race? Well, not necessarily, because there's different variants. Okay, good, 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 good. I don't either. We'll have to go no further. But the point I'm going to make real quick is this. The reason I know that that's the conclusion is the Egyptians, let's remember, the Egyptians predated the Roman and Greek occupations that happened when we get closer to the time of Christ. And they, the ones, they depicted what the people group around them. And there's a great illustration. You can look this up where the pharaoh was holding in his hands, he had he was holding three men's hairs, and they were like bowed down in front of him, and they were in chains. And one was what we know today as a suit, like someone from Sudan, a Kushite, who was dark, dark black. Then he had one man that was from the, you know, the land of Canaan, who was like an olive or a brown skin tone. And then he had one man who was from what we know today as Greece or the, you know, the Mediterranean, who was depicted as a, as a white person. And in this depiction, he was holding all three of them, and the hieroglyphics around it were describing how the Egyptians had subjugated the people around them and how Pharaoh had let his army conquer them. And so there's a lot of depictions from the Egyptians made of what the people around them look like. And even more than that, the Babylonians and the Assyrians did the same thing as well. Because that Babylonian no, was a member, no they were taking with... tribute. So it's okay. not a matter of my opinion or your opinion or anyone's opinion. We have conclusive evidence from the people who lived at that time 
what people around them look like. You see what I'm right. saying? So it's not well, a matter of interpretation. Okay, well, hold on. Stay on the Metunetta. Stay on the hieroglyphics, okay? Because it's going to talk a whole lot about people of color. You're talking about those few little stones where it have white faces. I understand that. But remember, our education system in the United States and in, and in Europe only goes back about 10,000 years. They don't want to talk about any history but past that, okay? And so there's a, there's a white well, that's wash not relevant of all... To our discussion. What I'm talking I'm about is the, is the time when I'm referring to the historical time period when the Israelites were in the land, specifically after the kingdom of David, all the way until the Roman exile. So we're talking about roughly about a thousand-year period. And during that time period, you can look to the neighboring peoples, whether it was the Assyrians, the Babylonians, or the Egyptians, the people that neighbored where the Israelites were, and you can see how either they described the Israelites or how they depicted them in their drawings and illustrations. That okay. is the most – because outside of that, then it's just speculation. If, no, if, if no, no, no. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on, hold on a second. See, that, so that, second. I'm, that's doing, I'm, doing, I'm doing what I didn't want to do, okay? I follow you. But you're going to have to do something with these scriptures right here. Here's one right here that says this. In Leviticus 13 and 12 and 13 and 13. It's talking about white skin spreading. And it talks about when it covers a person's whole body. We know that today to be vitiligo. It is. It was in biblical times. Not since Christ has come. None of this matters. We're only talking about this today to just revisit history and get this white supremacy out of us and, re and remind everybody under the sound of my voice who we are, whose we are, and what the enemy is trying to do. Okay, vitiligo in biblical days was a curse. White skin in biblical days was a curse. You know, I, I disagree with what you're saying, but it really doesn't matter. I've learned some things about talking to people. You can go ahead and allow them to say what they're saying, prove your point, and still get to where you're going. Where I'm trying to go with this conversation is this. White skin was... In biblical time, a curse, a plague. That's if, that's if it was leprosy. Now, leprosy is different than a skin tone. You're referring to having a melanin deficiency, which is what basically white people or people who have a lighter complexion. That's why they have that. Now, leprosy was a skin disease that if you had leprosy and you know of the condition, it leads to the numbingness of your nerves. So, for okay, example, if someone has leprosy in their hand... They lose the feeling of their fingers. They can't feel right. The right now, nerve folks, nerve. folks, I want everybody to hear what he's saying. I'm gonna let this brother talk. I want everyone to hear what he's saying because I'm sure most of you agree with him. What this brother is saying is that is what leprosy is, and he's confident with it, just like y'all are. A lot of y'all are. Okay, remember the show tonight is to refute that. I'm about to submit well, to you how. We can't prove it, it Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm about to show you, Brother David, and family and friends, how in Leviticus 13, everything he just described is not here. He cannot, this gentleman on the phone line cannot right now give you chapter and verse for nothing he just said. Well, that's because I'm, I'm referring to a scientific thing. For example, let's take in Asia, right? If you go to China, versus Southeast Asia. 
I'll, I'll okay. just make one quick point and I'm done, and that's it. I'll get off the line. But I'm just going to make this just shows you how melanin works and how you see the variance. So within the Asians, if you go to northern China, where it's a much colder climate, similar to what's in Europe, the Asians in there have a very lighter, they have a very light complexion. Some of them are even whiter than white people we have in America and Europe. But then if you go down to Southeast Asia, like in Vietnam, Cambodia, and Thailand, the Asians there have a much darker complexion. Same, and even in the Philippines, they get even just as black as black people are in Africa. That's because they live in a tropical environment that has much more sun. And melanin is a, it develops over time based upon how much, you know, how much sunlight you're exposed to the region you're in. That's what okay. causes that. Okay. Now, so you're afraid you of are... skin disease and leprosy that God, God cursed people with that, or it was a disease you could get contagious by contacting someone who was leprous. Remember I'm when? Uh, hold, on uh, hold on a second. 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 I want him okay. to find scripture. Now, I'll tell I'm you what. I'm you the reference I, right now. Listen to me, brother. Listen to me. You're not about to. I'm going to turn. Let's turn. Everybody turn. I'm telling you, everyone, this brother, or none of you, or anyone on the place, face of this earth is going to find in this Bible where leprosy was contagious. That's number one. You're not going to find in this Bible, not this Bible. Not this Bible, where leprosy killed you. It was not a disease. I never said it killed. I said it okay. was God cursed people with it. That's why I said Elisha's servant who took the and money from him. God no cursed no him with that. God did curse with him. God did curse with him. And, and all the people that got leprosy, when it describes it, it don't talk about none of the things you're saying. See, what I'm trying to submit tonight, the reason why I'm leaving David on the line, I, I kind of enjoy what he's saying because that's exactly brother, what I brother, thought. No, nowhere, nowhere in the Bible does it describe the medical condition of someone with leprosy. The way we know of people's medical condition of leprosy is we have people who have leprosy today. It exists. It's a, it's a rare skin disease, but it happens. And we know the symptoms and what it leads to. I'm, I'm from okay. Mary Trail, oh, right? So I'm, oh, from, I'm from a part of Africa where leprosy happens because the people who live in, you know, unsan, you know, un, unsanitary, like in a, in a, not in a clean area, people who live in the rural yeah, areas. You've been there, you've been No, I'm from you there. That's where my family's from. But, I, but I've been there. Okay. Well, many times. But in, in third world countries, that it's much more common because they have lower right, sanitation right. standards than we do. And so I, okay. I know what it's like when people have leprosy and what the conditions are. The Bible is not a medical book that describes or breaks down the symptoms of diseases or what happens when you have it. All, okay. all Leviticus is okay. talking well, about you got is to the separation. Down, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to no, no. beat you. Okay, okay, this is my last point, and I hang up. This is my last point, and I hang up right now. I'll you don't have point. to hang up. It, just allow me to no, just go saying. back and forth. Okay. No, this is my final point. You don't have to hang up unless you just want to. But, yeah, but this is the final point because it's not a debate thing. Hold the on, point hold is on that when, when people on, have leprosy, God. Okay, I got with him. Oh, oh, he don't understand the rules. And uh, coming to you two zero nine six eight three. Okay, the brother don't understand the rules. Okay, rule is I got to be able to talk. Okay, now, um, all right. 
Now, I accidentally hung up on him. He going to call back with the attitude, but I really did just hang up on him. That was an accident. I, folks, I promise you, I was trying to bring in, I think, to Sister Eliana, and her number is right above his, and I hit the X instead of the mute. I wanted to mute him, and I call, hope he calls back. I'm letting everybody know right now I hung up on him. When he said, yes, I did. I did mean to, though. But I don't mind him talking, just like I'm going to go to Eric Code 209 683 in a second. But this is what I want to say. Folks, the brother did exactly what I said not to do. And I'm the one that should be blamed for that because I told everyone to hold on for an hour. And then because I know how everybody was thinking. I let him on. He come on with that typical thinking. Yes, that's what everybody thinks. It's sores, it's numbing and all that. It ain't nowhere in the Bible. And I really wish he could show me. I really wanted him to try to show me because it's not in the Bible, nowhere. None of the things he talked about in leprosy is, is in this book. Leprosy in Bible days, a form of leprosy, there was leprosy that can be in garments and houses and all that, but as far as skin, you're going to hear it talk about things like rising, scab, bright spotted. People try to preach that the scab, the rising, the hot burning that it mentions a little later on, all these things, that's the leprosy. No, that's not the leprosy. Every time I mention any of these types of things that I always talk about, the priest was looking for that white skin that, that was a result of these different things that skin go through. When we have a sore today, some of y'all can experience I'm coming to you. Erico 209683, I'm coming. When you have a sore today, this stuff is not rocket science. Look at when you have a really big sore, how when it gets to heal, it, it turns white around there. This is all that was happening, folks. That white skin is what we're talking about tonight. That's one of three descriptions of this leprosy we're talking about. Okay, one of three descriptions. It's, it's, there's spots that uh, they're stationary. They don't change. They have a white hair or either yellow hair. You have to ask yourself, why is the scripture talking about a yellow hair, a thin yellow hair? Yellow hair is nothing more than a blonde hair. Why is the blonde hair associated with the curse? We're going to get into it, and I probably shouldn't have took his call, but I kind of wanted to get some interaction here, and I kind of like uh, He was very intelligent. Hope he calls back. Let me just look here. I think he was six, uh, six, oh, 612, I think. I hope he calls back. Anyway, folks, let's go to the phone lines and see what Sister Eliana, I think this is her, Eric Code 209-683. Go ahead with your question or your comment, please. Hi, Salome. This is Sister Eliana, and I've just been listening in, and uh, I did have a comment I wanted to say. Um, you know, yes, I was listening yes. to you going back and forth. With the, How are you doing, my sister? How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm blessed and highly favored. This is a bear of a topic, I tell you. It is it is probably, you know, I the phone line is going to get there. Okay, he's back. Brother, listen, Brother David, I apologize. Your phone didn't drop. I accidentally hung up on you. I apologize. That was my fault. I was trying to bring on Sister Eliana, but I'll come to you here in a second. I do apologize. Sister Eliana, this is a, 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 a one of those topics that cause a lot of people to feel a little embarrassed because you're talking about white skin and vitiligo. A lot of my people in my family have vitiligo. And, and uh, somewhere, I'm, I assume I said it by the Spirit. I actually haven't seen it, but I know in this big old family somebody have it. And then albinism, you know, it's in, it's in several of our families. And so it's very uncomfortable. What do you think? What's your comments for today? Okay, well, I wanted to comment because I heard you going back and forth and you know, the brother was talking about um, leprosy in, in the scientific form. But what my comment is is that absolutely you're correct in terms of 
what the Most High calls leprosy is very different than what modern scientists call leprosy today. Actually, the disease was called Hansen's disease. And Hansen's disease is, um, is an infection caused by slow-growing bacteria called Mycobacterium leprae and can infect the nerves, skin, eyes, and the lining of the mucus of the nose. So they, what modern scientists did, and probably is a point of confusion because everything that happens in our world happens by design, and what they did was um, they put that out there, the CDC, Center for D- Disease Control, put it out there as a form of leprosy or, or named it leprosy, leprosy, but they originally named it Hansen's disease. And it's an old disease, and it, and it affects, um, it's been around for thousands and thousands of years, but it wasn't called leprosy in the way the scripture describes, lepr- uh, describes leprosy as exactly what you're describing and biblically how the father was judging um, Israel, how he judged Miriam, what he did uh, with uh, Moshe to to show that his power was great by being able to change the skin from black to white. And also the other comment I wanted to make is, you know, a lot of people are really confused, again, by modern, uh, you know, modern, um, what do you say, um, terms. So people always say, oh, the people in the Middle East are olive skinned. Well, if you look at an olive, a ripe olive is black, and it's very black, and it's shiny. But we are confused because when people say olive skin, they're talking about some type of a a mocha latte cream color, and that is not an olive. Now, I did some study, and I put this in one of my blogs about olives, and what they do to get that red or the green color, they use um, chemicals. Uh, in the process of, of olives to keep them uh, either that reddish brown or that green color or even a, a lighter uh, green. It's like a, almost a brownish green. But that is not what a true ripe olive is. A, a true ripe olive is very black and very shiny. And ancient Euro- Europeans, maybe back in the 16th, 14th, and 1500s, used to say of people from the continent, uh, coming up out of Africa and some of the nations, the Moors, that they had olive skin. But we have to remember that everything changed. You know, this this society we live in is a chameleon because um, everything changes. The meaning of words change in Babylon. So what they once meant, they no longer mean. And for a good example, as we grew up, when I was in school, we learned that the past part of of the word sneak is sneak. Now, in our community, in the black community, we always said snuck. And I remember getting in trouble. You'd write a paper and said, well, you know, I snuck in through the back. And they would tell us that wasn't proper, that wasn't proper. Now, today, in modern writing and in, in modern journalism, the word snuck has been accepted. Another word that they used to tell us that was improper English is the word ain't. And when we said, you know, it, I ain't going to do it. Well, they used to tell us that was improper. Today that word is in use, and it has been accepted. So we have to remember that language changes over time, especially in Babylon, and we are in Babylon. And this whole thing of leprosy, as the brother is describing it, 
is a medical condition, but it is from a bacteria that affects the mucus lining of, you know, the body, but it is not the same as what the Most High called leprosy Absolutely. in Scripture several thousand Eliana, years before this. Yes. I, I want to share with you, just to prove what you're saying, this is right on point, on, 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 on key with what you're saying. Listen to this. Y'all heard the sister, right? Now, I just happened to notice my notes here, and this is something I wanted to share also. I have so many little tips like this ain't funny. The word alpus, A-L-T-H-O-S, alpus, A-L-T-H-O-S. You want to write this down, everyone? Listen what it says. You can Google it. You can go to any types of dictionaries. This is what it says. Alpus, and again, if you call the phone, if you click into the show tonight on the link, you need to call the phone number at this time, area code 914-205-5590. Alpus, this is what it says, folks. This is the ancient definition of the word alpus, A-L-P-H-O-S. Speaking of what sister, the sister was just saying, check this out. It is a form of non-contagious leprosy, formerly described by the physician Celsus, very powerful physician by the name of Celsus, talking about science tonight. I got science, I got all kind of stuff coming at y'all tonight. Alpus, a Greek word meaning a dull white leprosy, a dull white leprosy, Alpus, is a form of non-contagious leprosy, formerly described by the physician Celsus under the name of the vitiligo, a term now used for another disease. <laughs> One more time. Alpus, it's a Greek word, it means a dull white leprosy, is a form of non-contagious leprosy, formerly described by the physician Celsus under the name vitiligo, a term now used for another skin disease. So what they've done is, Celsus had it right. He called this a non-contagious leprosy, what the Bible calls it. But they now use the same term. He also used the term vitiligo to mean a non-contagious leprosy. Y'all need to do some research on this, this alpus. It's just white skin. He had it right, but then they turned around and changed the name Vitiligo into something today, something else. So all I'm trying to say is this. Here is a man connecting the dots between ancient and today. There's another doctor by the name of Dr. Chetty I met with, uh, uh, Sister Eliana, since you're on the phone line with me. Good to hear you again. And and, and I, 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 this is a gentleman, university, I'm going through fast, University of Cincinnati, dermatology department. He was the head of it. He's now retired, but I'm sure you can get a hold of him if you call the University of Cincinnati. It makes like you want to see him and you want to interview him. So you probably can get a hold of him. But Dr. Chetty told me from India, he said he saw lots of cases of, 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 of leprosy, just like the gentleman was saying. He saw lots of cases. India is where most of it seems like it is. He said it like this, the leprosy that I treat, the leprosy, you know, that's how he talked, he, he talked anyway, and he said, the leprosy that I treat is different from the leprosy in the Bible. He said, the leprosy in the Bible is not contagious. The leprosy I treat, you die. What this gentleman was talking about, David, I'm going to bring him on if he don't hang up on me. He's talking about something where you die. He's talking about something that's contagious. 
Folks, there's nowhere in this Bible. The only reason why the fathers say you put them outside of the camp is because it was, they was unclean. Meaning, the word clean again means unaccepted. Unaccepted. Don't think of flipping water and all that. They had to put some above their lip. That was just a way to identify you. They had to do with disease or they got something above their lip and they got sores. No. I promise you, they was just white. I know it sounds really, really, really crazy because all our life we've been spoon-fed white supremacists. But when I look at this Bible, and, and, and here's another. Sister Eliana, can you hang out with me just a little bit? Yes, absolutely. I've been on since the beginning. I want you to check this out. I'm just going to just kind of share some things, and, and I'll ask you questions from every once in a while. I want you to check. This is the brother. I don't see him on the line. He was Eric Cole 612. Now I don't see him. Hold on. I want to mess up. I don't see him. He's not on the line now, so I guess he got tired of me. You talking, you know, but, I, but dude, you know, you can't talk the whole time. It's just sister talk. But anyway, folks. Leviticus twenty, Leviticus thirteen, and twelve and thirteen says this: Whenever this leprosy, whatever it is, family and friends, whatever it is, brother Seth sound cuckoo. He's saying it's white skin, and he and then the brother earlier think it was sores. Some of you think it was sores. Okay, watch this. This will kill it. And he hung up before I could say this to him. It pisses me off. Told everybody to just hold on a second. Listen to this. Verse 12, and if a leprosy break out abroad in the skin, I say it's number white skin, and the leprosy cover all of the skin in him that hath the plague, there you go, plague, not disease, from his head even to his foot. So he's covered, Sister Eliana, with, if Brother David say sores, numb limbs, from his head even to his foot, wheresoever the priest looketh. Verse 13, then the priest shall consider, and behold, if the leprosy have all his flesh, he shall pronounce him clean that had the plague. It is all turned white. He is clean. Clean mean accepted. He is accepted. He can go and mingle among everybody else. Now let me ask you something. Brother David, oh, where are you at? I wish you could hear this. If there's sores and limbs falling off and numbness and all this stuff, how much sense would it make that when you're covered from all over your body, you're now accepting you can go mingle, you're clean? It should say you're horrible, you're worse off. They're just talking about white skin, folks. They're just talking about white skin. Now, verse 14, this is what he would probably say if he was on the line. But see, Brother Seth, look very well to say. But verse 14 says, says, but when raw flesh appeareth in him, he shall be unclean. So the priest is going to look over his whole body. And if it's all turned white, he's clean. Brother, going bone by the way, you're clean. What else could that be, family and friends? The raw flesh they were talking about, if we keep reading, you're going to see raw flesh just mean reddish white. White people have this ability sometimes in their white skin, have these patches where you can see through it. It's white, white, white. Then there's this reddish white patch where you see through it. For that area of their skin to be uncovered is clean leprosy, which means unaccepted leprosy. Because you're supposed to be covered. That's the whole purpose behind Leviticus 13. You can be a white 
person. You have to just be covered from head to toe. Then you was okay. Those people with vitiligo, once that all they're all white, they're accepted. Now it don't matter. Thanks thanks for the blood of Christ. But folks, what else could it be? Sister Eliana, you're a very intelligent lady, one of the most intelligent lady I've ever met. How much sense does it make if you have one soul like David was saying and your thin limbs are numb about to fall off? Gosh, I hate he hung up. That's what I mean. I get too emotional. That's why I do want to do this by myself. Because I don't want people to come on the line talking about this typical leprosy and they're not listening. But here we got, not to mention Second Kings 5, where somebody's cursed with leprosy forever, and their seed forever. Who is that? But Sister Eliana, before we go to Second Kings, what do you think of that? Verse 12 and 13 talks about if you're covered with whiteness from your head to your toe, where silver the priest look, you are then clean. You're accepted. What do you have to say about that? Please give me some feedback on that. Well, it just simply means that it, um, if the Most High, or if this has struck out on a person and it completely uh, takes the transformation completely over the body, then the Most High will look at them as being clean because all of their flesh has turned the same color. So in that sense, there is no more plague upon them in any form. It's all completed. It's made its complete transformation into its new state, uh, what it is going to become. And the father is wise. You know, he knew this already, that you know, melanin has sometimes uh, a potential to leave the body. Um, it's not desirable, but it does happen. Melanin is really important because we, uh, when he created the sun and the moon, melanin was very necessary in order for man to draw energy from the sun. Just much like plants, you know, we need that melanin um, in order to survive, especially in the regions where he planted us. We needed that melanin as protection. It also produces vitamin C, uh, D, I believe. Um, and that's something that we need desperately in our in our bodies, but our skin produces it. And check Other this cultures, out. Go ahead, sister. I want well, let just... me just say that real quick. Other cultures need to drink um, vitamin D from animals, but when we are actually moving and operating daily in the sun, our body produces all the vitamin D that we need. We don't need to actually consume, you know, drink vitamin D uh, uh, drinks or, or milk or things like that that they have added vitamin D in. Our 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 uh, skin, our melanin produces the vitamins and nutrients that we need fr- directly from the sun, just much like photosynthesis in plants. So we were created for this earth. Definitely, we are. We belong here. We be, we need to be here more than any other people because we were definitely created to be up on this earth. And let me just say this to the callers and listeners. Here's a bold statement. I wish I, again, I'm going to quit talking about David here. He'll call back, I guess. But listen, folks, the other thing I want to say is this. To not have melanin is nothing to play with. This earth will kill you. Nobody won't lay a hand on you. The earth will kill you. I'm going to say it again. The earth will kill you. The land will spew you out. So 
Everyone is a part of the land. To not have this earth, that's all it is, this earth. There ain't nothing but dirt. The properties in dirt the same properties in melanin. I wish I, uh, next week I'm going to play Dr. Joel Pukum. I just can't do it all today. Folks, listen, I have so many notes here, I'm just a little nervous. I ain't going to lie. I may have 100 notes, maybe uh, 84, something like that. I'm looking at powerful, powerful things, just like I've been saying, powerful, powerful things. And I hope I can get them all out. But I just want to say to you, that was one of my have wrote down here. Not having melanin or to be white or even in some cases light skin or even in some cases olive skin will kill you. I do not believe the people of the Bible was olive. Not with what Leviticus 13 is saying. If white skin was cursed, if it truly was a plague, and people had to say unclean, you had to say that because these people was un- these people was Israelites. Now we don't know what the Gentiles did with people that had alban- albinism. We don't know what they did. They probably made them king, queen, all of that. We don't know. We don't know. This is what the Father said, I want you to do with your people that lack pigmentation. And and, and I was going to ask the brother, and anybody else that want to chime in, and I'm not going to beat y'all up if you disagree with me, it's okay, hit one, we'll bring you on. Because I had a phone line full of people, and I didn't even send out notice until 7 o'clock, so I dropped the ball big time. This just, Next week, I guarantee it'll be even, this, the phone line is full. Next week, we're going to break capacity, because I, I didn't send out nothing. And we full, Sister uh, Eliana. So people want to know. <laughs> but listen, this is what I was going to tell a brother earlier. What do you have to say when it says you come to the priest even if you have a bright spot? What's wrong with a bright spot? Uh, here it goes. It goes something like this, Sister Eliana. A priest, uh, listen, I got this bright spot and I don't know why. If you are white, what's a bright spot? It's you. <laughs> it's no big deal if you're a white man, you got a bright spot, are you kidding me? You won't even see it. But now, if you're black, if you look like Miles Davis, and you got a black, black, a white spot, there, you need to go see a priest. Those people was black. Dark skinned people. And I'm, can I add? Add. And they were olive skinned. They were very black, shiny, and smooth. That's what a real olive looks like. They were olive skinned, but not as we think today. They were beautiful people with beautiful black skin. Cold black, as some people would say. Some people were cold black. Very dark, very shiny skinned, very beautiful. Features with white teeth, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful.
Eliana? Yeah. Everyone, I, I, I apologize. How long? Uh, that was, I didn't mean to. I looked up and I was muted. How long? What was the last thing I said? I so apologize, everyone. What was the last thing I said? Okay, I was I had made a comment, um, but then I after my comment, I couldn't hear anything else. I have been running my mouth. Oh my goodness! I just so apologize, folks. Well, listen, <laughs> can't believe that. I was wondering. Okay, anyway, folks, listen. I, I sorely apologize for that. I I just some type of way muted myself because I was doing somebody wants to see Eliana. Are you guys to hear? But. Let me just back up and just say what pretty much I was saying. I was preaching away here, and I can't believe it. I was muted. My goodness. But what I was talking about was, uh, did you hear me talk about it at all Second Kings 5? No. Okay. Everybody, I was talking about Second Kings 5, and I had mentioned uh, that uh, the Most High, through one of his prophets, cursed someone with leprosy. And it goes something like this. His name was Gehazi. There was a man by the name of Naaman. Naaman. Naaman was the captain of a host of the Syrian army. Captain of the host of the Syrian army. Now, he had leprosy, whatever it is. Many of you think his sores and pus and limbs falling off and all of that. Well, if it is, ask yourself this question. Why in the world would the, a captain, which means you got to be very good in battle, you got to be a wise fighter, why would a captain be someone with limbs about to fall off? Uh, as the brother was saying, you numb, all those lies we've heard leprosy is over the years. Why would you be not a private in the army, but the captain of a host of a Syrian army, one of the best armies back in that day. You're the captain of it. The gentleman was just white. But you're about to find out. Many scriptures, i got to repeat everything, make sure I repeat everything, talks about his flesh rec- recovering. Recover, the word recover. Remember I said earlier, for everyone to remember that? Recover, recover. Well, in Second Kings 5, you want to start reading at... Um, about the sixth verse and just read all the way through 27. But it talks about the word recover in verse 6 and recover in verse 7. Recover, 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 the leper to recover. And I believe, and then again in verse 11 it mentioned the word recover the leper. I believe it's nothing more, leprosy is nothing more than white skin. And when you're unclean, mean unaccepted, you want it's okay to be a leper if you was clean and accepted. You can go and mingle with all the people. Now you know, of course, how people are when they have something kind of common, Sister Eliana. I'm sure people still shine you because you was white. But after a while, those white people, Hebrews, white Gentiles, began to start having a common feeling a little, have some something, something in common because they was abused like any other um, type of thing. And uh, they began to start, I believe, congregating. And this could be how they wind up going to the north. We don't know. We just know the mass amount of albinos went up north. 
Now, Naaman was the captain of the host of the Syrian army, and he, but he was a leper, and he was unclean. All he needed was that white skin to get rid of patches where it wasn't covered. The reddish-whiteness was was not there. That's all I believe Christ was doing. They even have um, a medicine uh, to where you, a lot of people that have albinism, that have this reddish-white, these patches of their body that's not covered. I believe, I haven't researched this, Sister Eliana, but I bet you when that white skin is not covering that reddish-white, that's where the sun can cause cancer. I don't know it. It's just me by the Spirit speaking this, but I think it's something to the Father saying you can't have this area of your body that's not covered. That's all it was, folks. Raw flesh just means you uncovered. Now, uh, uh, and so you can, again, we're talking about the whole body being white and then a certain part of your body being white. That's what you call raw flesh, and where that was at, you was considered unclean. But if your body was all the way white and you didn't have these patches, you was accepted. Now, that's one form, uh, uh, one description. Now, remember, another type of leprosy was when you had a, 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 you was brown all over your body. You was brown. You just had a little spot, and that spot had a white hair in it, okay? The spot had a white hair in it. I believe what the Messiah was doing when he was cleansing the leper, because it never say he was healed, that he healed the leper. So, see, Eleanor, did you know that? That he, when he said he healed the lepers? He said cleansed the lepers. It never says heal the lepers. Okay, right. When he cleansed, it never says heal the lepers. So I I guess what I'm saying is this. I guess what I'm saying is this, folks. I believe that the Messiah, all he needed to do when they was white, and they had a patch that was not covered, was to pray that that little patch go white. And when he touched them, that patch went white. I, I first thought. I said, was the Messiah turning everybody brown to heal them? No, you don't have to be brown. You just need to be all white. He still was a leper. There was people who who Christ cleansed, lepers who he cleansed, and then later on they'll be talking about that person that Christ cleansed, Sister Eliana, and they'll say, listen to this, this is crazy. They'll call him still Simon the leper or so-and-so the leper. Why do you still call somebody a leper if Christ cleansed them? Because they're still white. They're a cleansed leper. You can be a leper. You just have to be a cleansed one. Every leper wasn't saying unclean. It was just the ones whose flesh wasn't covered if they was an albino. Remember, there's three forms. There's, there, there is the leprosy that's on a brown person. It's a spot. That's one. If they have white hair, they was unclean. Stop right there. There was a leper where the spot was spreading, spreading. That's vitiligo. It's spreading, it's spreading, it's spreading. Back in the days, it spread over seven days. Well, the body don't took a beating. It don't spread no more in seven days. It's probably more like seven years. I don't know. It takes a long time now. But back then, it was spreading, spreading. And maybe, I don't know, any time was checking out. Anyway, that's that's the last, the second part. Got to talk a little faster here. And then the third one, so, okay, with vitiligo, let me go back here for a second. With vitiligo, that was the ones where it spread, and when, it's, when you're all white, you're clean. Okay, we talked about that to death. And then the other leprosy was to be born all white, to be born all white. Now, I think when, when, when the Israelites, Sister Eliana, read the book of... Uh, 
Leviticus chapter 13, they already was familiar with the albino leper. By the way, it starts out, if any man have this, and it be like the plague of leprosy. Well, what's the plague of leprosy? It's saying, it's saying here's like a supplement, uh, 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 an addendum to what you know to be leprosy. Y'all already know about the albinos. Well, okay, this is I'm, I'm just kind of working with me here. It's like the priest was saying to the Israelites, y'all already know what leprosy is, it's albino. But now if you even have a spot and it be like albinism, I'll be white like that, come see me. Uh, if you have a spot that's spreading, come see me. If you have a rising, a, a scab, a bright spot, and after it leaves, you see a, uh, this whiteness appear, you know, come see me. So I just had to say that. Um, and I'm trying to just move probably too fast. I probably I really wanted to read Leviticus 13. Well, let's do that. Uh, Sister Eliana, you going to hang out with me a little bit? Sister Eliana, I think she has me muted. But listen, family, let's go ahead and just read Leviticus 13, okay? Again, why are we doing this tonight? Why is this show? Why do we have this tonight? It's very simple, to break the back of white supremacy. Many of us believe that what we have white people too high in our minds Sister Eliana, when your when her when your phone drop, you can't call back, so I cannot get her back. Um, but anyway, uh, that's what happened. So anyway, um, again, we have a, the phone lines full of people. Thank y'all. Those of you that are still on the phone line, stay tuned. We gonna keep swinging. We gonna keep swinging this thing, and I am nowhere near done. So we have to do a part two, and maybe even a part three, because I got so much, folks. I still got like I guess. 69 little notes here, some are more important than others. I did want to kind of talk about the, the, the leucism, L-E-U-C-I-S-M, in animals. Um, but we'll talk about that next time as well as plants losing pigmentation, how those plants and animals are always weaker. That's how we know something is wrong. That's how we know it's a curse. That's how we know it's, it's something is a result of sin because these animals that's all white, these plants that are all white are often fragile, um, and that's not how the father make his plants. You know, these. If you notice, you go into the produce section of our, our grocery stores, and you can talk to, uh, take a doctor with you one day, or a, nutri, nutri, a nutritionist, and uh, talk to them. The darker the vegetables, the better off the nutrients. The higher the nutrients are. That's not for every single, there's always an exception to the rule, but for the most part, I'm telling you, melanin is not just in skin. That's another thing I was going to talk about, and Dr. Pukin can talk about that maybe next week when, he play, when, we, when we play her. But it's not just in skin, it's in eyes. Uh, did y'all know that black uh, black eyes, all, all eyes come from black eyes, all eyes come from the darker eyes. All hair come from the darker hair. All skin also come from the darker skin. This it gets deep. This melanin is not just 
trying to protect you from the sun. That's another thing I want to hit really hard. And, I, and uh, I'm telling you all, the, the properties in Melanin, you've got to read it. it. You will see, I promise you, next week, just, just know that Brother Seth is going to uh, have uh, play these uh, clips of, of Dr. Joel Pukum. You've got to hear some things about Melanin. And you've got to understand how anybody hearing that that's not dark-skinned, there's a jealousy, you know, the pineal gland have to do with it, the strength of melanin behind the pineal gland, and just a lot of things more than just uh, so-called protection. And, and, again, I don't like that because the sun is not our enemy, something that, that we need protection from. It works with the sun. And, again, if you don't have it, uh, yes, the sun is your enemy because there's something wrong uh, in biblical days, at least, with being white. Now, again, today, since Christ has come and died and offered up himself, we don't have to worry about that. Uh, the most important thing is who we are is in Christ. But many of us ascribe to white supremacy, and we borderline subconsciously. Not no borderline. We worship white people. We think that they're smarter, better. Everything they do is first. And we just got our minds is totally just turned around. We just have them in a spot in our mind and heart that should be. And more importantly, we have ourselves, our people, the people that look, uh, this dark-skinned people. If you can't see the white supremacy, maybe you can see the black inferiority. I look at it like this, family and friends. It's like a coin. It's like a coin. On one side is white supremacy, all the lies of white supremacy. You flip that coin over. This is this is a person. This is the the psyche of a person. They have to have this coin. Uh, uh, if they're going to be a white supremacist. And I think of most Americans are white supremacists. On one side of the coin, there's white supremacy. You flip the coin over, we have these philosophies of black inferiority. Many of you are studying Kemet or Africa, and you're coming into who you are, and you're throwing up a lot of this, okay? But I submit that all of us, even those of us that are so-called forward thinkers, I believe all of us suffer. We go in and out of white supremacy. I can prove it. Anything white people believe, that's crazy about us I can show you for every white person you tell me that believes something crazy I can probably show you five or six blacks that believe the exact same way it's a sickness we have it's a sickness we have and only way you're going to get rid of it is the father have to do to you what he did to me and that is take you step by step asking you you know these questions and, and let you see how your answers are and and he just began to um, deliver me and have been delivering me ever since. So I uh, I see time has kind of gotten away. I, I don't apologize for anything I've said because I know it's all been in love and good taste. Again, we're trying to unite people. We're trying to uh, destroy what we feel the devil or the enemy uh, uh, is trying is doing to separate us. We are separated. We are separated because we have bought the concept of black and white. If we can see, uh, I know there's Israelites. I know we know who we are. Well, nobody know who white people are. Nobody know who Hispanics are. Nobody know who all these other ethnic groups are. We don't know in, in the 70 nations where they fall. So we just have to call them Gentiles. And outside of the name Gentiles, we don't know what else to call them. We can't say this Amorite, you know, this Jebusite. We can't call them these names. So... We have to say we're Israel and then just say, kind of su submit to this whole 
some of us have to submit to this whole philosophy of saying they're whites. And when you say they're whites, you put them in this category. And, of course, when people are categorized, oftentimes they have a pride about their category or their race or their group of people. And then you have this lie circulating now that they are need to protect and need to fight for and need to even die for um, what they think is their race. And tonight we're just, we're just sharing with the world uh, via this blog, um, I'm not, yeah, I, I say the world, but y'all know what I mean. We're sharing with those who dares to hear how it is foolishness, foolishness, foolishness that in biblical days people gave white-skinned people a hard time. And only when they became a mighty nation and migrated north and started going all over the world did you get all these olive-colored people. I do not believe, I do not believe that ancient people were as many as they are today, olive color. I think that those people were very dark-skinned people and just recessive traits come out of that. It's not a bad thing. It's not a negative thing. It's a, it's a, the most high creator, everything, all of this. And uh, he put it in these, the, the genes of the, of the so-called dark-skinned people to be able to mutate and, and babies come out, blonde hair, and blue eyes. All of this is the makings of the Most High. So I don't call these people ugly or put them down or anything. I am just trying to submit to y'all tonight that it was under the old dispensation, frowned upon, looked upon, and yes, even a curse or a plague pronounced on many people by the Most High and by the prophets. And anybody that have this patient loss of pigmentation, suffer as any time you get something for sin it's going to be suffering and uh yes many even die die even to this very day this very moment because of the sun uh, uh, and what it does to folks that are not properly covered with this melanin that the most high created from his earth it is no joke it's nothing to play with it's nothing to pussyfoot around with white skin in biblical times and even into very day's time will kill you if you don't have the proper amount of melanin. You cannot do what other people do. You cannot stay in the sun exceedingly long periods of time. Melanoma is no joke. It is taking people out, out and it's very sad. My heart goes out to them. I'm not I'm not gloating in having dark skin. I'm not I'm not celebrating. I'm not black power move. I'm not I'm not doing any of that. I'm just submitting tonight these these if this information and if you listen and go research it you'll see what I'm saying. In Leviticus thirteen, again it talks about various types, just getting back to Leviticus thirteen because we're gonna it's so many scriptures, y'all. It's so many parts of the Bible that talks about this and, and, and gives description and and uh different things. Uh, but what I'll just tell you basically y'all can go do a little give you a little homework here. What you can do is read it thirteen and fourteen and just kind of get the flow, because it's the same flow. They, it, it's kind of repetitious. You know, they look at a, at a spot, and if it's spread, they keep their eye on it, because it has to stop spreading. And then when it stops spreading, their hair has to be black. Or it says, excuse me, though it actually uses the verbiage, non, it has to be uh, somewhat dark. So when the spot is spreading and it's turning dark, that's a good thing. If the spot is not spreading, and it's turning dark, that's an even better thing. Spreading is not good. Sometimes it spreads and it ends up being white hair. If it's ever the hair ever turned white, that's a bad thing. If the hair is yellow, 
got yellow hair in the middle of Leviticus 13. Why is yellow hair in the middle of 13? Okay, uh, but it mentioned things like the balling of the head. So if it mentioned balling of the head, that means obviously uh, that's that's out of order, and that was a that was a blemish. Balling of the hair was a blemish of many blemishes in Israel time, and some things um, you just couldn't have. Also, I want to say this on verse seventeen. Uh, really seventeen. Just the rest of uh, from seventeen to fifty nine, when it's speaking of the word skin, skin, it's talking about animal skin. Now here it's actually talking about where it talks about garments, and you know some garments was made out of animal skin, and so it's got a certain amount of information about this. So don't 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 get that mixed up. That skin mixed up with uh, all of verses uh, one through forty six. It's talking about something else. But folks, make no qualms about it. Uh, uh, it's very clear. Bright spot frowned upon. All white skin turning white frowned upon. Although you can be clean or unclean, you can be clean, but still you was considered a leper. You got blonde hair in verse thirty, uh, verse uh, first. Excuse me, in Leviticus thirteen and thirty, where it talks about the priest shall see plague, and behold, if it be in sight deeper than the skin, and there be in it a yellow thin hair, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a brass, a, a dry skull, even a leprosy, when, uh, excuse me, even a leprosy upon the head or beard. Now here is it talking about upon the head or beard, and there being a yellow hair, but I just want to point out the fact that it's got yellow in association with this chapter. That that, that right there is a, is is definitely some different. Now, also verse number And it be showed unto the priest, 
And if when the priest seeth it, behold, it in the sight be lower than the skin. So this is lower than the skin. What's, how can you get lower than the skin? So that means you're going to be able to see through it. And in the hair thereof be turned white. Uh-oh, bad news if it's a white hair. Then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a plague of leprosy broken. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Broken out of the ball. It's always going to be broken out of the scab, broken out of the rising, broken out. All of these things that sound like sores, it's always you're looking for the whiteness that comes out of it. It's never. Why did you say the ball is a leprosy? End of story. Why did you say a scab is a leprosy? End of story. Why don't you just, I'm trying to share some with you, and it constantly repeats this pattern. One thing I like about Leviticus 13, i got to wrap this up, is they constantly say the same thing over and over. It's just a pattern. It's a pattern. It's a pattern. You you, you come to the priest with these things, be it a rising scalp, bright spot. They look at the bright spot. Is there white hair in it? Yes. You got leprosy. That's the end. You have to say unclean. You cannot go among the saints. How, why, I don't understand all of that. Maybe nobody will. Why did the Father say you have to have it? I think it's because he wanted everybody covered one tone. He wanted nobody, you know, and then I, I believe that without the covering, because that white skin, it still got a little melanin in it, just a teeny bit. But that raw flesh, that reddish white, when I say reddish white, when I first read this, the image I got in my mind, and I'm sure maybe some of you, if you listen to the Spirit, you're probably doing the same thing I did. I envision like a chicken, you know, like a raw chicken when you're cooking it. You know that look, how it's kind of, you can kind of see through the skin or like the palm of your hand kind of or like inside of your mouth or in, under your eyelid, that raw flesh, flesh looking. That's the only way I can say it, raw flesh. Your hand is not covered with whiteness. Inside of your mouth is not covered with any color. It's just transparent. You can look inside your mouth to see veins. If you're under your eyelids, and, you know, when it's a kid, we used to flip our eyelids backwards and play around. Under your flesh, if somebody cuts you open, how it looks, that is no covering. There's no melanin there inside your mouth, your hand, under your eyelids. And this is what the Father didn't approve of. And I believe it's because... You know, not just the sun will go right through it, but he just wanted his people covered. I don't know why he that he is what he is, but I'm looking at this book, and it does talk about reddish whiteness and and the various different things that happen to the body. Does it talk about? But it always stays true to looking for whiteness, looking for whiteness, white skin, something. It always say, well, uh, they're clean. This is just a scab. In other words, this this white, they don't have white hair, so this, they'll say, look at this spot. I'm, I'm, I was thinking earlier when I was reading, it was saying, that verse was that, oh, talked about freckles. Can you believe that? Yes, 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 you heard me right, freckles. We'll talk about that next time. We're going to talk about a lot next week, folks, a lot. I didn't even scratch the surface, and I didn't think I could anyway. I did, the last time I did the show, I think I went three three series, three parts, so tune in. Next week, we're going to be doing something. We're going to be interviewing a, a minister, a pastor, who says some very controversial things about um, blacks, slavery. He don't really like to hear people talk about slavery. I mean, he almost... Uh, 
anyway, this gentleman says some, I think, inappropriate things about folks that talks about, even if you want reparations, even if you want um, whites to acknowledge that they are where they're at. Because he don't want this. I mean, it sounds good to probably some people. But you got to hear how he says. Let me just give you a little sample of something he says. He says Obama was the worst thing ever for America. <laughs> that little old President Obama, Obama, was the worst thing ever for America. He said it's the worst thing that ever happened to America. President Barack Obama was the worst thing that ever happened to America. Can you believe somebody actually said that? Now, I don't agree with everything he said, but I don't think the man was a horrible president. He just made some horrible mistakes. You know, I could think about three of them off the top of my head, but outside of those three or four things he did monumentally, that was just horrible. Um, he did a lot of other good things, and so it's just, it just a, I don't, but anyway, I think the brother's suffering from self-hate. I don't know for sure. Because, you know, he don't have nothing to do with know whether or not you're a pastor. He's a very successful uh, author, pastor. Well, I say very successful. I don't know. I take that back. He's an author. I don't know how successful he is. But he is definitely an author and has an established church and has a following, has a lot of members that seem to be very respectable. He seems like a very good gentleman to interview. He's uh, very knowledgeable. I've heard him teach, and uh, very knowledgeable. He's not no pushover, and he's a respected man in his community, and I, I respect him. And this is why I wanted to have him on the show next week because uh, we got to get our we got to work together and not fight. And so, versus me getting into a long dialogue with him and it get ugly, I just invite him on the show, and we're going to be talking about how much should the church. Uh, uh, how much should members get involved and in, in what's going on? He just believes everything should be done spiritually and nothing in the flesh. And Well, what about marching? What about calling your Congress? What about boycott? He don't believe in any of that. So it's going to be interesting next week. His name is Robert E. Smith, Jr. We're going to have him on. Folks, listen, I've enjoyed it. I uh, didn't get a chance to hit many of the points I, I wanted to, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> you will never be the same with what I did say. I guarantee you that. I boldly pronounced that. I boldly proclaimed that because I know if you if you if you listen, those things have to have touched your heart. They have had to have some type of impact on you. That was some powerful things shared. Come on now. All skin white being accepted? If it was sores again, why would the fuck? <laughs> you can't go back to thinking it what you what you what you thought it was. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you that. Folks, listen. Again, to my white brothers and sisters, if I can say it like that, so called white brothers and sisters. What's worth fighting for is the kingdom. Your sisters and brothers, mother's father, is those that do the will of the father. They're not your little white comrades, y'all, you know, play with and white power. No, 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 no. 
Your brothers and sisters is those that do the will of my Father. If you're a believer and you claim Christ, I am your family. Not the patriots with the flags on and all of that. I'm your family. Those that love the Father and try to obey Him. This is the family that's going to be closest to what you're trying to do and what you're about. Not somebody with European features and all of that. Y'all know, and some of you black folks, this is worse. You're looking for blacks, to, you know, to, to make it, a, a, you know, all about us. We are a people. Now, I kid you not now. One thing I do know is African Americans are Israelites. So that is something very solid. That is something that's old as Methuselah, I mean, that goes back. Not old as Methuselah, but it's it's, it's old. That's that's solid. That identity is solid. That's something you can claim. However, Scripture tells us that put no confidence in the flesh. It's not what we did tonight. We were just talking about the way it was, the way it is, and why our white brothers and sisters should not be out here killing us, talking about they're going to be wiped out as a people and they're extinct and all this stuff. White skin ain't going nowhere. White skin is a nation of people. That might be the question. But I say what I said earlier. If love and being colorblind cause you to be annihilated, cause you to be wiped out, cause there to be no more of your kind. You're not going to be wiped out, Mr. White Man and White Lady. You, the soul, the spirit, that's the real you. The father ain't wiping you out. You're not going nowhere. It's just your grandkids and your, they may not look like you. And is that, is that really your business? Is that our business? Is that something we need to be concerned with? with? No, it's not. Seek the will of the Father in however way we look. That's how we look. And it's not our business. What's our business is to promote the will of the Father, to love each other, so we won't end up killing each other over some stupid race war, which is false, fake, fake, fake concept. So don't don't play with races. Don't play with this idea. I'm talking to everybody. Yes, there is such thing as Israelites and all that, but the Father has turned to the spiritual Jew now. It's all about the spiritual Jew. Yes, he's going to do a work with the natural Jew. I understand all of that. But it's the only one who will do a work with the natural Jew because the natural Jew turned to him in the spirit. He's still going to do a work with the spiritual Jew as well as the natural Jew. That's what we should be fighting for. Good night. I love every single one of y'all, and there's nothing you can do about it. You met me deep in my despair to show me you would never leave me there. You claim me because I was made for so much more. I am your child and I'm worth fighting for. So happy with the weight of my mistakes, you carried me. And refuse to let me sink under the pressure you meant for me to soar. I am. 
Nothing, no nothing 